0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Before we start the Best of 2016 episode, I have to tell you about Boom, a music player app for your iPhone, iPad, and it helps your favorite tracks to get rid of the annoying compressed feel that everyone hates. It's 3D surround sound, 16-band equalizer, and audio intensity effects designed to work on any headphones. You can add life to every single note of your music that you listen to. So if you crave to not just hear, but actually feel the music in your bones, Boom is the app to have. So seriously, why delay? Visit the App Store now and buy it for only $1.99. One more thought, I gotta tell you about Sock Club. It is an incredible gift to the holiday season. Quality American-made socks are sent straight to your loved one's door, featuring different designs and a personal note every month. This is the gift that keeps giving all year long. I have a Sock Club membership. I love it. Cool socks come in the mail. Comes in this rad little box. And I'm like, oh, man, this is great. Put the socks on. Super comfortable. Great designs. Love it. Seriously, blow people's minds by going to SockClub.com. And then you get 15% off using the discount code WORDS at checkout. W-O-R-D-S. So please give Sock Club this holiday season and the person receiving the gift will thank you very much for it. Hello, everyone. I'm Ray Harkins, and I am the host of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. Thank you for joining us on this very, very special year-end Best of 2016 podcast. It's one of the most anticipated of the year. I know a lot of people just specifically listen to this show and maybe listen to one other show the entire year, but uh, I appreciate this. It's become a quite a ritual for myself and my friend Joey Cahill and my friend Jeremy Bolm. Uh, Joey runs the label 6131 Records, who puts out incredible, incredible stuff, which you should check out. And Jeremy is the vocalist for a band called Touche Amore, which we will be talking about in the episode as well. And uh, we're just, we're we're friends. We've been friends for a long time. And it's really fun for us to talk about our favorite records of the year. And a lot of people seem to uh, enjoy that as well. So I'm not going to go on too much, but uh, if you like the show, uh, please go on iTunes, rate, review it and talk about it tell a friend of yours about this just spread the word where you can about this thing because uh yeah it just keeps growing and it becomes more and more fun so uh you are not going to be getting any new episodes the rest of this year i'm taking a couple weeks off for the holidays i'll be back in, i think in the first week of january uh but uh, i'm i'm exhausted so i need a little break and um yeah you may get some bonus content during that time if i get a little bored but uh that's that's what's happening so here is the mammoth episode of the Best of 2016, and um, yeah, thank you. I'm not going to talk to you at the end of the show either, because uh, if you listen to the end of the show, it's like, holy crap, you are a winner. <laughs> you listen to a two-hour thing, and I appreciate that. So anyways, here you go, and um, yeah, have a happy holiday, and happy new year, and all the other good stuff. All right? Best of 2016. Go. Go. What, what was the like the first time that I mean, I know each of us didn't collectively like agree to do our lists like t- starting together, but like we've been doing them forever.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. We did
2: long. It, I mean, it started, I think, with first world problems. And then.
0: But then our pre but like us like because oh, we, we've all bounced yeah. lists off of each other
2: forever. Yeah. I just remember yeah. from my face was like when I really remember started, I started doing them. Um,
1: yeah, we we would always post them in our uh, journals on on MySpace.
0: <laughs> and I think we're totally victims of like the record store dudes being like, "Oh, of course we have to share our opinions with the world.
1: Everyone yes. cares. Everybody wants to know what I think." <laughs>
0: <laughs> us us seventeen to twenty two year olds really really need to weigh in on the independent music scene every year.
1: Well, not only does the people want it, but the bands want to hear it too. So.
0: <laughs> you know every every band tabulates their year-end lists and are are like all right cool we like you know we got four number ones and 17 number twos
1: and Ray Harkins thinks this record is rad
0: <laughs> I did think it was adorable though I think it was I two years ago or whenever pianos put out Keep You how they and Jeremy and I had that record in our list Oh so was I I, that's right. I think everybody, and they were like,
2: they, they, they tweeted up something about it, right?
0: Yeah, I just thought that was adorable. Where it's like, oh, I and mean, I know that we're we're friends with you guys, but still, yeah. that's just a nice thing, to, nice thing to shout out, <laughs> right? But I know we always start these discussions off with like a general sort of state of the union, where it's like, all right, so how was music this year for you guys?
2: <laughs> and
0: do you want to you want you want to you want to kick it off, Joey, with the uh, your thoughts on how easy this list? Was? was to put together
2: this was the hardest list i've ever had to make in my entire life ever well i mean my hardest okay maybe not the hardest list ever but probably the hardest top 10 i've ever had to do um i don't i don't want to say there weren't a lot of records i loved this year but there weren't a lot of records i loved this year
1: so i would say that the records that i loved this year was kind of hard just like finding the order for them i suppose like, if anything, because I, when I, when I listed all the records I loved, it just happened to be 10. And I was like, oh, well, that works. There we go.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had, yeah, I had about 14 or 15. And the, like, pretty much, the, look at it, like, one, pretty much one through eight was like, okay, these are, this is my list. And then nine and 10, literally up until earlier today, I was taking things out and switching things
1: and listening to records all morning and. Yeah, yeah. Something came on. Something came on uh, in my car. Uh, a, one of the bands, and I was like, Oh yeah, they put out a record this year that I really like. This should be on my list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it definitely becomes so much harder. I mean, the only way that I really track records is like basically when I first listen to a record and I I know that I enjoy it, I toss a song in my best of 2016 playlist, and that's like that serves as my dumping ground. And then usually, you know, I go back there and I'm like why did I even put that song from that band, that, that record in there? And then I have to like discard a bunch of them. And yeah, I carved my list out from there, but it was definitely there were records where it's like, I was like, I love this song, but then the, just the record doesn't resonate.
2: Sure. There yeah. I started similar to you, but I would put the whole record in and just hit shuffle. And kind of like, that's kind of how I ended up finding records. I that, I was like, oh, I like this record. And then by doing that, like songs would come up and be like, no, I really like this song a lot. And it would make me go back and listen to the whole record and kind of either change my opinion uh, one way or the other.
0: That's a good good idea of just focusing on obviously the record, but then being able to shift it up or shuffle it in order to rejigger. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do need to revisit this whole record as opposed to just this one song that I have on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. I feel. I just took out my headphones because I saw Joey. You're not wearing headphones, and I was like, maybe that's better. I think it is. I think that was the right move. <laughs>
0: hey man, whatever, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with, you know.
1: So, so my, this is my first real Skype call. I think. I think it was always only ever with like family or loved ones, relationship stuff that I've ever skyped like on tour. So this is like my first not that. That's and it's been several years so yeah for those for those uh who maybe haven't given up yet on this podcast because uh, we haven't started even talking about list yet, uh it took me like 15 minutes to get to this call because I, <laughs> I had to update everything
2: uh well I, I uh am not wearing headphones because last year someone complained on twitter that it sounded scratchy so truth got up to that guy
0: yeah. People uh, people are always really, really excited to criticize uh, the free content that they give put, put in their ears. And it's like, well, it's your
1: choice. Wait, wait, wait. Your headphones made it sound scratchy? What does that my mean? My beard, the microphone was like
2: close to my beard. And so I could <laughs> talking. and it was just like... He was shaving. Uh, <laughs> you, you yeah. Basically, uh, yeah.
0: Basically, you were shaving with your microphone the whole time, except
2: you... Yeah. Right. Except except you by, by just opening my jaw, it was... <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really fun.
0: The uh, the one thing that I, I noticed that I wanted to bring up was like, because not to make this about myself, but it's like this is the first time where it's like, you know, the job that I have doesn't directly correlate to music. It obviously correlates to a different audio medium, which is podcasting. Um, so it was weird to kind of be like, even though I'm still intimately connected to the industry, as far as just like, you know, knowing people and knowing friends and stuff like that, it was weird to like, not have to be on as on top of the, you know, music cycle and news, and so it's like, there were times where it was like, I completely forgot a record had come out, and I was like, two or three weeks later, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, like, a random record, but like, Oathbreaker, where I was like, I love that band, and I, like, the record came out, and I was just like, oh shit, that's right, it came out like a month ago, like, it's just, it's weird how, obviously, our mental capacity for that changes based on our circumstances.
2: That's the story (laughs) my number 10 record i forgot that it came out
0: right do you you guys think it's just a symptom of obviously uh you know us getting older and the idea that our not our (laughs) not our interests diverge but like we just have multiple things pulling us in multiple directions
1: well you guys have children so (laughs) i can only speak to such a level so i mean the fact that you guys have have that you know I'm sure it finds – although Joey, I've always said, has somehow the ability to uh, to take in every form of media. I've never met anyone who's able to have opinions on video games, podcasts, books, movies, TV shows, blah, 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 but ever. It's just like, – how do you find time? How the fuck do you find time to do all of that?
2: The kid goes to bed early. And I don't, I don't go to bed till very late So, it's, uh, Ray are you a video
1: game guy? I forget
0: I I am not to the extent Because like, I, I have to pare down my video game playing time In regards to like Alright I, I focus on these like 7 games But I, I, I don't right. I don't feel the need to Throw it out there where it's like Okay I really love this game or whatever Even though I could talk about how sick NBA 2K16 on iPhone is Holy shit that game's amazing But still yeah
2: I just i just beat uh red dead redemption shout out to 2010 or 11 or whatever was, the first game was. Oh. i think it's like 2008 <laughs> well they finally like they're finally xbox made it so you can play 360 games on xbox one and the sequel's coming out next year so i was like well i gotta play this before the sequel comes out so
1: i didn't know you could do that i i uh i'm trying to get an xbox one for christmas so mm-hmm. you, you know so we'll bring it What's that? Yeah, hopefully Santa's gonna bring it. Um, no,
0: I like. How, uh, I do like how you put that, Jeremy. I'm trying to get an Xbox One. You know, you can't buy. You could literally go out right now and buy that if you wanted to.
1: Do you know? Do you know I'm not. I'm not about to spend. Fucking. Th- I'm hoping that's gonna be like a like my brother and his wife. Like, oh, we're gonna get him the Xbox. One, You know, something like that. Yes.
2: Buying like video game systems is. I feel like there's better things I can do with my money, so it's. All, I I don't know if I win the last time I bought one myself. It's always a gift. Yeah, my br- my brother
1: gave me the Xbox 360 like three years ago with a stack of games that I that I'm like I have to finish these games before I get the Xbox One. So I'm currently playing that Saints Row oh, yeah. Five or whatever. Sure. That's, that's silly as hell. But like other than, that's the last one I haven't beat yet. So. That's I'm per- excited.
0: That's pretty good that you're disciplined I'm,
1: I'm enough. 50, yeah, I'm 50% through, as of yesterday.
0: <laughs> That's rough. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Should we do this thing or what? Let's dive into it. I, I, you, it's like you're a host, Jeremy. You knew exactly what was on the... the, the you took the temperature of the room and you just threw it into it. <laughs> well, you, so you, you want to start off with your number 10, my friend, Jeremy? Since you brought it up. Uh, okay, sure.
1: My number 10... Is Planes Mistaken for Stars? Pray. Have, uh, have have you have you guys given this record much of a listen? That is a record that I've totally forgot about. I have it and haven't listened to it. It's I, it's
2: really. I to the first song that they put out, and I was like, "This is really good." Ordered the record, and then
1: I forgot about it. Dude, it's super good. I think it's. Uh, I really. I really liked the that last one they had put out. uh, Was that Abacus? (laughs) Absolutely, uh, Mercy. Yeah, Mercy. Yeah. Uh, Shout shout out Abacus. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I loved Mercy. That was my favorite record from them when that came out um, because it was like the first time you could actually hear everything. I love that band, but like I, I felt like I feel like them recording and also live it almost seems purposeful for them to just sound as just wrong as possible. It just, it always sounds like uh, super blown out or, or whatever, but, uh, it was cool that they, you know, whatever for this new record, it sounds insanely good. Like the production on it is awesome and the vocals just like mercy just sound like he's just right in your ear, just being the scariest person on earth. So yeah, I, uh, I love the record. I think it's, super awesome and it's quick too it's like a quick listen like it's over pretty quickly and like you kind of want to just listen to it again so yeah
0: it's a great yeah i I, like joey completely forgot didn't forget about the record coming out but it was one of those things where our all all of our mutual friends stephanie sent it to me forever ago and uh i just listened to it a lot and then i kind of filed it away and i was like yep that record came out this year but yeah it was I, i agree it's definitely a I think it surprised a lot of people too, because I just think it's like, they're like, oh yeah, planes like cool. But then the fact that it was so, um, just so good, I think took a lot of people by surprise.
1: Sure. I, I mean, I felt like that and the Oathbreaker, like the Oathbreaker record came out around the same time too, you know, and they're both a lot to take in just cause it's like the Oathbreaker record is, feels so, uh, epic. And then the planes record kind of feels epic, but it's quick. I don't know, just like it was easy to get lost between the two of
0: them. Yeah, good point.
2: Shout
0: out Deathwish. Shout, yeah. Shout
2: out DW. <laughs> I made a note on my phone to listen to the plain jacket. Yeah, it's super good. Super good.
0: What do you what do you got, Joey? You wanna hit
2: this? Uh uh, my number ten is Minor Victories. Uh their self-titled record. Don't know if either of you are familiar. No idea what that if is. Your face, I would guess no. Uh, it's Rachel from Slow Dive, Dude from what? Offside, and Dude from Editors. Uh, <laughs> what the, where the fuck was I? I have no idea what this is. Jesus. Christ. Uh, they put out a couple singles early in the year that like blew my fucking mind. And then I was driving with Sean in like, Pennsylvania. I was like, Did I, whatever happened to that band? He's like, the record came out. And this was like a month and a half ago, which is why it's only number 10 because I didn't have a ton of time with it. Um, but, right I mean it kind of sounds like all three of those bands or like elements of like there's some atmospheric stuff and then like I mean sh- like shoegazy stuff and there's a a song I think it's called For You Always that Mark Kozalek sings on and it's he sings like I mean it's it sounds it's like his song like he sings the entire song and she just does like the chorus Wow. it's like, huh. lyrics, I mean it's just as like Stream of Conscience, lyrics, like, I mean, it sounds like a Sun Kill Moon song. Uh,
1: we're out of touch, Ray. I don't know anything. Yeah,
0: Come well, on. Seriously, like, well, you you name all those things, and I was just like, like, that is like, wheelhouse central. I should, like, I should have been hand-delivered this record.
2: No. Um, well, yeah, it was it about Minor Victories. It when you out. said that, I was like, oh, Joey picked a pop-punk band.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um,
2: Yeah, it's on. It's on Fat Possum. They even they did a uh, Black Friday record store day release of the entire record done by an orchestra. Um, Wow! Wow!
0: Thanks for educating us, Joey. We're we're dumb over here. I'm done. See you guys later. (laughs) Mike, drop on the number ten.
1: Good. did any uh, by the way just because we've all done the uh amoeba in line uh records actual record store day not black friday record store day uh just want to let you know that amoeba this year had 20 people in line for black friday record store day 20 people wow the the vinyl crest has come my friends (laughs) the vinyl crest has come i think a lot i think a lot of people also
0: too looked at this list and were just like nah
1: Literally the
2: only thing I really wanted was the the minor victories record and the, the Connor seven inch. Yeah. Like I got up early. I was like, I'll go sit at Newberry Comics for an hour or two. I got there, they were opened early, they opened at eight. So I I literally walked in. There was two people in there. I grabbed the records I wanted and I left. Like yeah. it was the easiest
1: I went into Aviva at, at like 12.30, expecting like all the records to be gone, because I called and was like, hey, do you guys still have the Connor 7-inch and the Angel Wilson split? And he was like, man, I don't know, Like, we can't go check the inventory. So I tried, tried my luck, and there was just a row of both of them. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is the easiest record scenario I've ever dealt with.
0: I, I, went, to, I went to this store down here in Orange County called Port of Sound, and it was, uh, I got there at like 5.15, they opened at 6.00, I just I was really eyeballing the uh, Lone Survivor soundtrack, uh, Explosions in the Sky, and because uh, it was only limited to a thousand
2: copies across the country, didn't, didn't know that was a thing. So I ordered it uh, the other day because <laughs> I didn't know that was them. I saw, it, I was like, who the fuck would yeah. put the Lone Survivor soundtrack out? <laughs> yeah,
1: when you said that, I was like, I know, <laughs> I know you like soundtracks, but that seems like burning money. <laughs>
0: oh, d- dude, all it is is like sniper fire. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's just Mark Wahlberg grunting. No, this was, wait, oh yeah, lo, lo, lo,
0: yeah, you're right, I was about to say Lone Survivor is Taylor Kitsch, but no, you're right, I think it's Mark Wahlberg,
1: but yeah Isn't he? Yeah
2: Yeah, yeah no, you're it,
1: right Kitsch is in the movie, I never saw the movie Neither did I yeah. But yeah I, I actually did Nice uh, shut, shut up, Pir- shut up, Pirate Bay I was
0: gonna say, that sounds like a van movie
1: <laughs> Oh, for sure <laughs> How many uh, survivors were there? Uh, 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 three yeah. Okay Yeah, yeah Incorrect name.
2: <laughs> An
1: unaptly name. Right, right, what what's your number 10? This is going uh, to... Well,
0: I mentioned this to Joey once, so he might not be as uh, confused by this. Uh, so I'm going to... This is a Polish composer, guys, which I know you both are very, very up on. Uh, Wojcik Golichewski. Uh, anyways, it's a guy who uh, basically... He's a uh, film music composer, um, does a ton of stuff with uh, fake movies. And when I say fake movies, like basically... He invents a movie and is like, I want to make a soundtrack to this movie that doesn't exist. And so he put out this record called End of Transmission, which is like basically people getting lost in space. And uh, this record is unbelievable. I mean, basically everybody that likes the whole, you know, survive Stranger Things stuff would just like lap this up with a spoon because that's what I did. Mm. And um, but yeah, it's just a dude that just... Create stuff like he put out stuff on uh, Mondo and Death Waltz. And so I imagine in like two years, he's going to be scoring ridiculously huge movies because that seems to be the trajectory for a lot of these people that just start to make fake movie soundtracks. And then all of a sudden, people are like, hey, they know what they're doing. But um, yeah, yeah. Is this,
2: I randomly ordered some record of his off Bandcamp. Is this that record? This,
0: well, he did, no, he did two this year. <clears throat> one of them was called Reality Check, and that's probably the one that you ordered.
2: That, one I, that one I got from somewhere else. There was someone, End of trans- I don't know. If-
0: yeah, End of Transmission is the order. one. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I haven't got it yet.
0: Yeah, but End of Transmission cool. is a really, really good record. So, yeah, for those that are into the whole synth-based stuff, they would love it. <laughs> cool. cool. I will, I'll, do the, uh, I'll do number nine, and then we can ricochet back and forth. Uh, my number nine record is Nothing. Tired of tomorrow. I this record came out in February, if I'm not mistaken. Which, and by the way, the the record cover is amazing. Were you guys into it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: they actually painted the roofs. The, yeah, I just that's thought, it, pretty.
0: Great. It just and like because they, they, I think they did. I think in the in the actual liner pictures, they have them you know dress up in paint suits or whatever and holding their paint sticks yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's just the fact that like you know guilty of everything was a really really good record and it's just so funny to watch these dudes who are obviously hardcore kids and still dress like you know just like double XL t-shirts and just like look like the sloppiest dudes ever get up there and are able to write this you know pretty beautiful ish music and uh, I just oh. I just love the juxtapositions of what they are of just like these hard partying dudes that have been in jail <laughs> just like all of this stuff is just—it's so cool—and then uh, they, they're able to, you know, make yeah. a really really cool record. So I, I, I even I like it much better than Guilty of Every Guilty than their previous one.
2: Yeah, same. Uh, I'll have more to say about this later. <laughs> uh, I won't have more to say about it later, but I really enjoyed it. It was one of those like fringe records that just didn't quite make the cut.
0: Yeah, I found yeah. myself I found myself sneaking it in be, just because I I listened to it so much at the beginning of the year because it was. It's really, it's a really easy listen. Kind of like Jeremy was saying with the uh, planes. It's like it's over, and you're like, oh, I can, yeah. go, I can go for that again. Yep. What about you, Joey?
2: Number nine for you? Uh, my number nine is a tribe called Quest. We got it from here. Thank you for your service.
1: That that was that's what I ended. Up, that was going to be my number ten, but then I realized uh, something that I left out. But yeah, that record. I'm glad that someone put it on that list. It's so fucking it's good. Fucking good. And what? it. It's. At, I feel like at a time when hip hop needs it because commercial rap is the worst fucking thing on the earth.
2: The fact that it like debuted at number one, like I don't know, like there's it's 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 so good, and it's just like I mean it was been 18 years since their last record. Like I've loved Tripol Quest since I first heard him. Q Tip was on a Beastie Boys song on "Ill Communication." Uh, Rest, <laughs> Rest in peace, MCA, and. So then I checked, like checked out Midnight Marauders, which is like I think a top five hip hop hip hop record for me. So kind of Yeah. I've been waiting for this and it's did not disappoint. I mean it's it's just so good.
1: Um, I feel like when it comes to hip hop, like any of that any of the classic stuff is what I would lean towards always between like Tribe and De La Soul and Black Sheep and like all that stuff, like I would I'll take that over anything that's come out in the last twenty years, any day.
2: I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, I would. <laughs> well, but
0: we no. we all, we do know we do know that Jeremy's opinions on hip hop in general are it's his exact description of that. He's yeah. I think on, on any of your lists, like anytime Joey and I put, you know, we we put Drake on there, it's also like big eyes. I would have.
2: I would never put Drake on my top ten. Right? How dare you?
1: How dare? Yeah. you? Are you kidding? I, I mean, okay, uh, I'll, that's I, why I like. I'll take like run the jewels or any of that type of stuff because it's actual like yeah. thought provoking shit. But yeah. like shit about like you know bitches, fucking bitches mon- and money, yeah, yeah, money bitches and hoes is like it's it's it does not interest me at all.
2: It's, it's whack. But yeah. that but that young thug uh,
1: mixtape Jeffrey is tight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it.
2: Um, but yeah, so I love this record. Um, it's a huge fucking bummer that Five Dog passed away. Yeah, table. I think he's on like seven or eight songs.
1: The SNL uh, performance was awesome and very touching. So good. Yeah, um, yeah. So I also feel like Busta Rhymes' mic wasn't on <laughs> when he came
2: back. <laughs> you can still hear him barking. They probably like, <laughs> his, vo- his voice is so crazy.
1: <laughs> I just remember he he, uh, he and the other dude came out and I was just like, <laughs> normally he would take over the entire thing with that fucking voice, but he was pretty quiet in the mix. His, his verses on the record are so good. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Fucking, that record's awesome. I, uh, I'm i excited for it to finally be on vinyl. I was bummed it didn't come out the same day. I think what comes out like January, or December 23rd? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, should I do my number nine? Absolutely. All right. Deftones, Gore.
0: <sighs> so close to being on my list.
1: Listen yeah. to it once, forgot about it. Oh. <laughs> Joey, I was thinking about this today And and to be honest, this is the band that When I was going to grab coffee A song on Shuffle from uh, Adrenaline Came on and I was like, oh fuck, Deftones That record came out this year, I listened to that a lot Uh, That's what moved uh, One of the records Off the list, but yeah um, I I it's great. I mean, they just continue to further prove that, uh, age doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. They can still put out ripping records with huge choruses that stick in your head and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I got to see them when we did one of the Riot fests and I hadn't seen Deptones since like, fuck, like 2002 maybe or something like that. Uh, I saw them like twice in the nineties and then, yeah, like early 2000s. So, uh, I got to I got to be cool guy and watch watch side stage for the first time ever for a band like that. Usually side stage is like oh it's like oh yeah you seem seen like a band that you know we've been, all of us collectively have known for years or whatever. But like yeah. getting to watch Deftones was like a cool fucking feeling. Like holy shit this is crazy and they just sounded insane and the energy is like through the roof. So hearing those new songs live too also sort of solidified it. But record rules. I listened to it once and just like this
2: is good, and then just never yeah and i don't you know
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note yeah it's funny in a way have we all kept up on the season of south park no no i don't ow! i don't watch south park yeah
0: i don't i don't, I don't keep up with it south park, yeah. i basically the episodes that bubble up and get shared on social media that's the one where i'm just like oh, i'll duck in like and i mean it's it's an unbelievable show but there's just so much
1: watch the last season oh my god like like it's just it's not even funny it's just angry it's so it's so fucking good but um the whole thing on this season is uh there's like a whole well not the whole thing but there's a whole part about these things called member berries have you heard about this where it's like they're like grapes and they just like they all kind of sound like carmen and they all just say remember this remember that remember and it's like about how the whole world is just obsessed with things from the past and like then it like it goes into a whole thing about how the new star wars actually sucked but people want to believe it's good because it just reminds them of their childhood like it it goes into all these different things but uh I feel like the whole member Bears thing it goes into it goes into the Deftones thing where every, it's like Deftones announced a new record at this time when everybody was like holy fuck yeah the Deftones are really fucking good and then like I felt like it got more praised than I think their last handful of records and I think it's because of that like people wanting something from the past but they actually I felt delivered on, uh, on it actually being a good record as opposed to some things that get praised just because it's a like, I feel like yo why are people saying this Metallica record is good? <laughs> You, you right you totally. I, I, yeah i have no clue i listened to the first
2: couple songs and be like sure like it's, it's, like, it's better I've than saint heard, anger yeah like, <laughs> I've also heard master of puppets and justice <laughs> for all and ride lightning and those are way better than this crap yeah
1: <laughs> like yeah, i feel this like people are just giving so it a pass because it, it just it's better than death magnetic and and saint anger but like how hard is that to do when you're that good of a band like you know just fucking just you guys got you guys put out arguably four or five great records, four five. Eh, if you want to count the Black Album, I do, but some people don't. But like, it's all you need. I don't need anything past that. The, uh, they don't... With,
0: they can, yeah. with, uh, with the Deftones, I, I think, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to put too much importance on like Sergio being in the band, but it's like, when you have a person like him, who's obviously a professional, knows how to write songs, knows how to be on stage, it like, because I saw yeah. them, I saw them play Jimmy Kimmel, like 2000 or 2011 and it was like relatively early on when he joined the band and it is one of those things where you're just like dude like not like he is better than what they had previously but it's just like yeah i just it, it makes it so much uh it just makes it so much easier to get that much more invested in the band because here's a dude who as you know part of one of the best post-hardcore bands of all time just joining another you you could argue that deftones yeah. are post-hardcore as well <laughs>
2: they, i just heard deftones were one of those they used to be like on the warp tour circuit like they played warp tour like yeah. two three years in a row like <laughs> jeremy were you at the palladium quicksand Deftones show i was me too i was
0: snapcase I was. Yeah. what snapcase, no snapcase opened that didn't they or
1: is it far uh, no I think uh, it was, there was a there was a far deftones willhaven tour right but then there was it was quicksand and i get these two because there was two different tours because uh, i can i think it was like the next year was when they brought glass out and that was glass first west coast tour which and was one so of those, sick one of those was with a band called pitch shifter which was like a new metal band but of i can't course. remember if that was the deftone show or the or sorry the Glassjaw one or the I, I only remember
2: quicksand, but I also could have.
1: Yeah, completely got blocked. there late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <but> there, was, <coughs> sorry, there was a moment when they're at Riot Fest where Gino just was going up and just like full force kicking like the stack of cabinets, uh, like the bass cabinets and guitar cabinets, like full force kicking them to where they almost toppled And you could see that he's doing it just out of pure amusement to see his crew like (laughs) panic. And everyone in the band was laughing when he was doing it. But like, I just made me laugh. I was like, imagine just being that comfortable in your position where you could just like kick all your cabinets and no one is going to get mad at you.
0: Right? (laughs) Everyone's going to be concerned on how they should respond to that.
1: Exactly. It was, it was fun to watch. So yeah, that's, uh, straight no you, you, can, Joey? you can you can, you oh, can thought, oh, yeah, yeah yeah,
0: slingshot it oh i gotta pause this right here so we can talk about some of our cool sponsors and then you'll be able to hear the rest of this beautiful best of 2016 episode uninterrupted so berkeley college of music it is an unbelievable university in boston that uh basically everybody who wants to have something connected to music goes to you. and guess what they've started their Berkeley online degree program. So this is perfect for touring musicians. Completing a program at a traditional brick and mortar campus is obviously difficult because you're in a different city each night. So the online education offers musicians, the freedom to study from the road and wherever they're at their courses and programs are taught entirely online. So you don't need to get yourself to the campus in Boston, whether you're a musician, a producer, a songwriter, or an industry professional, they have the right program for you. So they have certificate programs, and their open enrollment so that no admission or application process is necessary. The classrooms are highly interactive and they're capped at 20 students, so you'll always be able to speak directly with your instructor and get personalized feedback on all assignments. Berkeley Online also offers a fully accredited bachelor program, so get that piece of paper that says you're smart. Degree majors include music production, music business, guitar, songwriting, and more. Anything you're interested in music, they have. And tuition for this stuff is 64% less than if you attend it directly in Boston. So please, go to online.berkeley.edu slash words. I feel incredibly passionate about this. I completed an online degree, and I loved every moment of it because I was able to tour, I was able to plug in, get my work done, and then be on the road and sing for all the bands that I played in. So please, go to online.berkeley.edu slash words. And you will be able to find out a lot about their online program and sign up right there. Advance your music career. Advance your music knowledge. Berklee is the place to do it. Now on with the rest of the show.
1: Slingshot it. Okay, uh, my number eight is John K. Sampson, the Winter Wheat record. So, another one on the fringe. Me too. Yeah, it's it's not even that. It's not even that the record is great. It's just like he's one of those people where. It's like, oh, there's something new from John K. Samson. Of course, I'm going to listen to this a lot. Uh, I, just, I just need his voice in my life. Yep, exactly. His voice and his literary presence, uh, his storytelling abilities, all those sorts of things. Like, is it my favorite thing John K-, John K. Samson has done? No. Did I enjoy the fuck out of it because it's John K. Samson? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why it's number eight. I, uh, For people who don't know, he's sang The Weaker Thins. Uh, if you don't already listen to The Weaker Thins, listen to The Weaker Thins. Um... Yeah, we just did that US tour with Tiny Moving Parts, uh, who, um, I don't know if you guys ever dealt with them before. They're the sweetest kids on earth, but they have, uh, I have no problem saying this into a microphone. They have the worst taste in music I've ever heard in my entire life. It's crazy. Like, us in Culture Abuse, were obsessed with them every single day, just being like, guys, rancid? And they'd be like, ugh, rancid, why? <laughs> and then they would talk about, like, just, yeah, just they upset us every single day so one day i was like guys your mission your your homework is to listen to reconstruction site like and everybody in the whole tour was like elliot was like it's my favorite record of all time like guys in culture beats were like yes it's it's perfect like, just listen to it once please just listen to the record once they said they got through three songs and then put on real friends (laughs) wow so so yeah
0: uh (laughs) Well, they're they're I mean as you said they're all they're they're children and they have a different context but you should be able to at least listen to something yeah. like that and be like oh I see, I see where they're coming from
1: yeah we everybody on the tour made we have, like every, all the bands made playlists to like educate one another and they made us and culture abuse a playlist and just for example they had Georgia Florida line on it <laughs> they are the most offensive band I've wow. it's, it's, It's crazy. Dude, Uh, I
0: I love that idea. That should actually be a part of every package tour writer where it's like, first day, you know, you get the book, you get your passes and stuff like that. And then, like, here's the uh, Spotify playlist that you should check out in order to get an idea of, like, where the band comes from. That would be so cool.
1: Also, but, yo, the list that Culture Abuse made was the instantly, I laughed so hard. Like, it was all stuff that we were all familiar with, but, like, hate. Fucked culture uh hate fucks tiny moving parts immediately track one was november rain from guns and roses because <laughs> it was like every member had to pick two songs and john uh, john's favorite band i guess is guns and roses and that was the level of shit that they that they like had no like tiny moving parts knew nothing about any anything from life like that's why it's like rancid like everybody knows fucking rancid and they'd be like oh <laughs> like ACDC, they'd be like, oh, annoying riff, annoying riff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, incredible. That's enough about them. But, uh, yeah, so John K. Samson, number eight. Nice. Nice. Go, for Joey. It, uh, my
2: number eight is Jimmy Eat World Integrity Blues.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> How you really feel? <laughs> I, I remember, I know when the songs came out, like Ray and I talked in. You weren't really feeling the singles. Are you still feeling that way,
0: dude? It, it bummed me. Like, I I feel like th- this is easily the most work I've ever put into a Jimmy Eat World record, and it's I, I still am not there. It didn't I, it didn't make my list, and it, it kills me because I measure my years usually based on the fact if if I'm getting new Jimmy Eat World music, it'll probably be a good year. Obviously, it's a fucking awful year for everybody. Uh, yeah, but yeah so it kills me but anyways continue continue why this record is good
2: it's just great it's, it's like it's like it's like that but like what you said but it actually like worked for me okay so it was like oh there's a Jimmy World record everything's alright that song Past the Baby is like the best song they have written probably since Futures anything on Futures that stoner riff at the end is
1: so good we put it onto the van because we we're like, everybody's saying this is good. I mean, the artwork is the most offensive thing. So let's like <laughs> give it a shot. So we put it on. I could like we everyone in the band collectively loves Jimmy World. Like, but we all stand. We we go as far as uh, Chase the Chase the light or whatever. Yeah, that is good. Everything after that, I, I had to really listen to. But we were like, I feel like it was once again the member berry settings, like member <laughs> bleed American, member futures. Yeah. So we put it on, and, and all of us just kept kind of staring at each other, like, yo, this is one tempo. Like, and it's slow. And all the times you want them to, like, fucking rock, it just didn't happen. That was where.
0: I, was like, I don't know. It just, I just. When, I, when, they, when they were, when they, I, for me, the record loses it when that's like when they do start to riff, like, there, there are so much more, I guess, lack of a better term, like leads in this record that are just sound kind of like, I don't know. It just, it sounds jarring to me. And there's not enough, there wasn't enough catchiness in order for me to be like, okay, let's like, let's keep locking this in. So I don't know. It just, yeah, overall, it's, I, 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 I got to do more work on it, I guess.
1: No, I really enjoyed it. I keep going back to it. Um, it's a regional thing. Maybe it's for people in Boston.
0: <laughs> shots, shots fired.
2: I mean, I it's tough because like clarity to me is the greatest piece of recorded music in the history of recorded music. <laughs> so, they're always going to be like on a certain level for me, but I think this re- like the last one damage. That one was, was fine invented, had some cool songs, but this one just sounds like, I mean, I think it's a lot of like Jimmy world by the numbers, but it just like, it felt like a return to form in a good way that I really enjoy. I have fun with it. Cool. So fuck both
0: of you. I'll put, Hey, uh, I'll put more work into it. I like, I like you, Joey have Jimmy world lyrics tattooed on me. So I, I feel like I need to get that. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of records that are difficult to get into, which I imagine most people would feel this way. It's the, uh, the new Bon Iver record 22 comma a million. Um, I mean, I'm unapologetically, like, uh, Justin Vernon, like, devotee and followed all of the weird stuff he was doing up to the release of the record. I did think a lot of the stuff that he did was really cool. Like, have a press conference in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, with, like, people, you know, the press invited to, like, hang out and, like, talk to him. And he did, like, a three-hour press conference just talking about the record and talking about why it's important to him. It's just, like, stuff that you're, like, and he did it secretly. He only did it, like, he invited 20 journalists or whatever. It's just the stuff that he does is so well thought out and deliberate um anyways but this record is it's not easy to get into it's not obviously anything like the self-titled record um i saw him at the hollywood bowl which he was um i i'm sure you guys can, can attest to this as well like when you go see a person play a show that's like at a level that's larger than you know what you have ever witnessed the person at and then you kind of watch the moment wash over them of just kind of like holy shit like i'm doing this What well, even if it's like a house of blues show or whatever it, it he you told i've totally felt that moment him walking out there and being like i'm at the fucking hollywood bowl like this is insane you know um so watching that and knowing the fact that like he obviously still gives a shit about his music in ways that he you know he probably doesn't need to put out more records like he's probably fine from a financial perspective um right but yeah this record was so uh it took a lot of work for me to get into but then once I did get past that barrier. It was just like, I was all in loved it. Did you get, Did you guys like the record or pay attention to it? I know you probably listened to it, but
2: I'll talk about it in, in a little bit. It's
0: Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Spectacular.
1: I, uh, I, for the first time, listened to some of the songs off of it last night. I just, I, I kept meaning to listen to it, but I just never did. And I think I know the reason why is because I think the day it came out both or like the week it came out, both Elliot and Nick we're talking about it, and they said that he references the Ace Hotel in a song, and it's really corny. Yep. And that to me is deterrent. I'm like, ew. <laughs> ew.
0: Ew. And no, I totally. And it's funny because, like, that's one of the only things in the record that, like, most people point to that are critical of it, which is totally <laughs> understandable because it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, huh. Like, it, it really comes out of nowhere because. It's like the other things that he's referenced in the past that might be more like geographically specific or whatever uh it just does, it just doesn't it's not as jarring and this was the first time where it was like that's like no yeah. no one told you that that was kind of weird that you put that in there, but
1: yeah, as long as he doesn't say soho house I guess but <laughs> it's like just it's right there it's right there yeah it is right uh, there uh, I, i'll I'll need to listen to it more i also i've always I'm not a. I've never been a big fan. Like I own one of the records, and I think it's just it's hard for me to get into like the auto tune style vocal thing. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. But I don't dislike it.
0: Cool. Um, I will slingshot this back to uh, number seven record. And uh, speaking of mainstream hip hop, the Chance the Rapper record, Coloring Book, and this. I agree with Jeremy in the sense that most mainstream hip hop is, is atrocious just based on the fact of what they're singing about. And obviously it holds no relevance to us as human beings because we're not rolling around in our expensive sports cars or whatever. But uh, oh, you. I know says, says me, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, chance the rapper doesn't sing about any of that. I and mean, basically this record is like a straight up gospel record. It's like worship. It's like him going to church And talking about how much he's in love with life. And it's so celebratory. And I saw him... I loved his mixtape Acid Rap that came out a couple years ago. And I went to see him. He played at the Observatory. And it was one of those things where watching him and watching the way that the audience engages with him is... I, I could have, like put headphones on sound canceling headphones and just watched the audience and been like oh it's kind of like a punk and hardcore show people were just like stage diving like just how people interact with him is I-, I imagine so much different than you know obviously like a kanye or a drake show or something like that but uh yeah i loved i loved love 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 the record so jo- joey you kind of like chance i don't know
2: i do there- this is one of those records that i i kind of wished I could put on my list, but there's just there's too many songs on it that I don't like. <laughs> but then there's songs fair. But then there's songs that are like really, really fucking good. <clears throat> so there's I'd say like seventy five percent of it is great. Um yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I just wanted to like it more. Yeah. I like I like his everything about him, just like, you know, releasing his own records and I mean I'm sure he's you know, getting money from someone. Oh, Apple,
0: yeah. He's yeah, you know? oh, yeah he's, get, he, he's not selling records, but he's getting washed in money. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah like,
1: but, uh, I just saw the video of, of him with Meredith graves when Beyonce says hi. And that was really nice. That was, that was, that, that's what I know of, of chance, the rapper's career.
0: Yeah. But dude, and honestly that, that moment of him is exactly that's kind sweet. of how he is as a person where it's just like, yeah. you could just tell that he's like, I find it weird that I'm here. Like he took, he took Francis and the Lights uh, as his opening act on this past tour, and so it's just like he doesn't need to take this weird indie rock band on was, tour.
2: Stop was there.
0: Yes, <laughs> I don't think so.
2: But um, um, yeah, did, did you see his performance on Ellen with Will Wayne and Two Chains? No, it was. That was a thing? Yeah, it was for I don't know the name of the song. It's the song where they're talking about like um, if labels try to sign him. Sure, and it's the the three of them and there's like people at like, it looks like an office and they're just in there like trashing this office, throwing paper around and it's on, it's on Ellen. It's so good. Um, huh. you I should watch that. A lot.
1: Nice. Um, yeah. Love Ellen, you know, Lo-
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> Jer- Jeremy just loves to dance, dude. It's cool.
2: Shut out, DeGeneres. generous. <laughs> let's, let's shoot to you, Joey. Uh, my number seven is Connor Oberst ruminations. Um, I love this record. It's
1: great. It's I'll talk about it later. <laughs> it's just, I,
2: I, I won't. I, I'm sorry. I, I think the fact that it, it's so simple, it was recorded over two days and it's just piano, guitar, harmonica. He does everything. It's just, it's, but it sounds, it, it just sounds like a Connor record. It's so good.
1: Um, it reminds me of, uh, I'm awake. It's morning
2: a lot. Yeah. Just, re- it's like, simple but it's not i mean i don't simple is not the right word i think that's a
1: no case. i think i think you're right it just it's cut and dry it's not you know yeah. it's straightforward and great songs and it was like i didn't even
2: know it was coming out and then all of a sudden there's like here's a full stream of the record like i think like mp started it like a couple weeks before it came out and just like oh cool i wasn't expecting this that's a good thing to have this year yeah um, sure but it's just yeah it i don't know i find it i really enjoy it as
0: as a non as a non super because you guys trump me as far as the love for Brad Eyes and Conor Oberst in general like what is this is this record me not being a devotee to him should check out
2: I mean it's it's so easy to listen to because there's not yeah. like it's not like Brad Eyes where there's like a million things going on or like you know which is like you know a loud rock it's band ch-
1: it's not challenging at all it's, it's just straight, straight plays, there's
2: piano harmonica guitar and that's it. And he yeah. plays everything, um, so it's if there's if there's a record to listen to that, like it, I think it's like a really a perfect gateway, even though it's you know 20 years into his career, but like a per- because it's it's just so easy to listen to. Cool. Yeah, and it's one of those records where like kind of like the Nothing record, or Planes, where like I listen to it and it's just it's just it just I don't know if it's a sh- I don't know how long it is, but it's just such an easy listen that it's over. And I'm just like oh yeah there was
1: that it's probably like a 28 minute long record it's super short I, I
0: and i know a lot of people complain about lengths of full lengths but it's like dude when you're talking about that you know 28 to 35 minute sweet spot it's like that's great like you don't want to mm-hmm. yeah you don't you don't want to stick around too long i just i love that that is obviously get you got, in and get out right and it's not i mean it's not a trend but it's definitely like <laughs> i find myself liking those records so much more than like cool 65 minutes of shit i gotta trout through.
1: Yeah, attention spans aren't there anymore in 2016 with the uh, millennial generation.
0: <laughs> you know what I? I heard a new term, gen- Generation Z. You guys familiar with that? But that's
1: happening right now. Uh, I know it from the song on the NoFX record. <laughs> Perf- perfect. So, I think it's the last song. It's called something like that. Did you like it's the? It's called record? Generation Z. What's that? Did you like the NoFX record? I like it as much as I like every. The last couple of NoFX records where I'll listen to it all the way through like two or three times to go. Yep, I laughed. <laughs> I uh, I nodded my head. It has two or three songs that are really fucking good. That's all I need. I think it's better than Coaster, Frisbee, whatever that one was. Are you forgetting about Self
2: Entitled. I guess I am forgetting about that record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's, it's not their book, right? <laughs> The it's, book was pretty good.
2: good. Um, have it.
1: have not read it. It's good. Uh,
2: where are we at?
0: Number seven, mm. Jeremy
1: the Sun Kill Moon yasu record. Oh, I could not into dude, it?
0: it, dude. It killed it. Fuck, like it killed me because again, I felt like yeah. I mean the record that Joey mentioned, at number ten. I was just like, oh, this this is hand delivered on a platter for me. And maybe if this was yeah. two thousand four, Ray, I would have just like blindly listened to it and loved it. But continue. Yeah
1: here's the here's did you how much of a chance did you give it because because i'll be honest when i first put it on i said nope because i also admittedly i'm not a big Yasu fan like i i had the first two things when those came out and they kind of came and went pretty quick for me but um the 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 mix of loud jarring guitar with him just like talking loudly over it is really jarring and really hard to listen to. I skip those songs and I go to the really mellow songs on the record. Okay, that are pretty. Those ones are what seal the deal for me. I don't know if you got give gave it that much of a chance, but there's like I would say more than half the record is just like really pretty soft music with him doing his thing over it which feels more sun Kilmooney and blah 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 but uh yeah like the songs that are super loud and like chuggy and abrasive like i it's too much i can't i can't get into those but the ones that aren't like that are so fucking good okay i actually just went, saw him the other night and it was
0: crazy i know i was Do you know I was supposed to. I was actually going to go to that show, but I can't remember why. Oh, yeah. I think Raymond was sick or something like that. But yeah, I was, uh, I was bombed.
1: What happened? Uh, oh, you, you probably wouldn't have been bad bombed. Okay. He played for three and a half hours. <laughs> that dog's reaction was perfect. Um, <laughs> he played for three and a half hours. He it started with it was at the region i would probably say there was it's a 1200 cap venue i would say there was about 400 people there was it him solo or was it with yesu with yesu splits that no yeah i mean like they they,
0: they did together right yeah.
1: yeah and a lot of the crowd was thinking it was a yesu show were very mad into like verbal confrontations on stage with Mark Koslick, like, like fighting with the crowd, oh. being like, being like, you know who wrote all these fucking songs? He did. Uh, f- what's his name? Fucking uh, the God Flush guy, Just, uh, Justin, Justin Broderick. Yeah, like some guy. Uh, some guys like we need more J.K. and he's like, he's like, D- he's like, he's like, you call him J.K. because you think that's his fucking cool hip name. I call him Justin because that's his real fucking name. And like, <laughs> it was. Wow! So abrasive, and by the end of the show, there was mm, about a hundred people. So they what, did they did he play like Sun Moon songs for three yeah, hours? Did. So they have a new record coming out together, like another Sun Moon Yancy record, and they would probably played four new songs, uh, one being the song they opened with, which was thirty three minutes long. Oh my god. And it was just like, wow, this is testing so many people. Uh, but they did do a Leonard Cohen uh, famous blue raincoat cover, which was very nice considering the, he had just passed. And uh, yeah, it was, fuck, man, it was ru- like I was there with Ashley, and and and, and like when he left the stage, and, the, and like those few people wanted an encore. Ashley looked at me like, if if, if we're not we're not gonna, staying, <laughs> we're we're breaking up. Like we have to go. So yeah, it was uh it was a it was a tough show, but I still really like the record and uh I'm glad I watched the show because it, it felt like I was really watching a very challenging piece of art. <laughs> yeah, that's Joe. Yeah, did you listen to the record? Um I have the record. Yeah, exactly. I have know, a, honestly I have skip it. Skip to like track four and start from there. Cool. I just I will. Yeah,
0: I couldn't. I couldn't jump over it because I'm like told. Like I worship at the altar of Justin Broderick. Like I, I, he does no yeah. wrong. And so like, I was like, oh, two two of my favorite musicians who I've seen multiple times live. How could this go wrong? But I need to. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the suggestion, and I will do exactly what you said.
1: Yeah, because uh, man, skip the abrasive stuff. Just doesn't work in that. And I, I feel. But yeah, have you? Did you guys listen to the song of, that they put out about Michael Jackson? Mm-mm. Oh my God! They they put it up on like the Sun Kil Moon site. I'll send it to you guys after this, but it's called "He's Bad." It's like, holy shit! He's just going for it. Like the chorus is, "He's bad, he's dead, and I'm glad." <laughs> just going hard.
0: Shots fired again.
1: Shots fired for sure. <laughs> uh, am I am I doing number six?
0: Yes, you are, sir.
1: Angel Dust, rock the fuck on forever.
2: Shit rules. It's, it's just good. so good. That was probably my number eleven.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That fell off love- my. That fell off mine too. But yeah, there's 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 literally nothing not to like about the record.
1: It's so like at a time where uh, I'm pretty admittedly bored with a lot of hardcore. Fortunately. Uh, there's certain bands that come around and appear that uh are everything i want and this is one of those records where it's just like like <laughs> i don't know i hope this isn't taken offensively but like it's like if offspring was still good <laughs> like there's parts like that where you're like it's got elements of that it's got elements of uh bad brain still like i don't know it's yeah. It's so damn good. And uh, I still haven't seen them live. Um, but I'm excited to see them, think uh, see them a few six times. weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're great live. I'm sure. Yeah, they're uh, fun. I'm
0: super sure. fun. That
1: one is very, very good. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's my number six. Joey, yours. Um Bony
2: Bear, twenty two a million. Don't have much more to say except when those first two single two songs came out, I was like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Wait, like, this I re- sucks.
0: I remember us talking about it, and you're just like, I don't even get it at all. I don't even know what to do. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't. I don't.
2: I understand. And so then it it came out, and I was at a record store, and they had the 12 inch and the full length like together. And I was like, ah, That's a good price. Like I'm a sucker for a bargain. I need to own no. everything. No, type. no, no. So no.
0: Whoa, I, well, let's let's. Sorry. Full stop. You're not a sucker for a bargain. You're a sucker. A sucker you're a sucker. Spending. Just go ahead. You're a sucker. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Stuff. Nicole's not here to agree with you so I'm going to disagree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh oh but, so,
0: something for purchase in front of me? Sure, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll
2: take it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I bought it and I was like, let's see what this is all about and <sighs> it blew my mind. Like hearing the songs like within the record, like they make sense to me now. Like I, I agree it's like I'm not going to listen to it every day cuz it's it's not an easy listen, but the things he does, like, it just, like, I couldn't believe it. That's I true. couldn't believe I liked it as much as I did. Like, I didn't really, the last record was just self-titled. Yep. was like, that was fine. It was good. Like, Forever Forever, like, yeah, that's good. You know, Skinny Love, like, let's go get a Frappuccino or whatever. Um, like, but, yeah, this record, yeah. This is my favorite record he's done.
0: That's, that's a really good point. I love I like when you can look at an artist's work and you can just look at them and be like, I don't even know how that comes out of a person's brain. And that's totally yeah. what this record is where you're just like, so, th- so he sat down and was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have 475,000 layers of vocals. I'm going to have maybe an instrument. And I'm just like, how? where I- hey, I'm going to talk about the Ace Hotel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then no one stopped him there. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have an editing voice in his ear for that one.
1: But yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna i need to I get. I'm gonna sit down with it. Maybe I'll do that today while I'm putting things together. Yeah, I'll. I'll listen to that today. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I. It's very good.
0: Uh, yeah. And my number six record uh, on the c- polar opposite side of difficult to get into is the uh, new Moose Blood record. Band called or not the band called the records called Blush. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm like a total sucker for the band so like I, I get why people look at them and they're just like oh they're cheesy emo indie rock or whatever and it's like i can't argue against that but the w- the way that they do it and the way that they are as human beings i mean you know obviously each and every one of us here on this conversation likes bands unreasonably so just because of the humans that make up the band and uh, mm-hmm. moose blood is absolutely part of that category for me um I do think that the record, I mean, the record is infinitely better than their first one. Um, it's cool that they're becoming really, really popular because they're good human beings and they deserve it. Um, but yeah, love the Moose Blood record. I know that you guys have just are aware Well, I actually am reflecting on a conversation we had a couple of years ago when I put this Moose Blood record on and then Jeremy was just like, oh yeah, I didn't even listen to the band because of the band name. It's like, oh, totally get it. <laughs> totally get it. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, the the problem. Okay. There's like a there's like a handful of bands that that actually recently we all we all listen to in the van just so we all like we have a point of reference yeah. like okay we're gonna listen to we're gonna hear what this band sounds like we're gonna hear what this band sounds like and uh, moose blood is, is 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 in the better of those I would say I I, I don't remember specifically what it I, I think I know what it, I think I know which one it was but. It, it was better than a lot of the other ones that we listened to. Yeah, like like state champs.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that terrible, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I did. I the moment that that rolled off his tongue, I was like, I see this going over to Joey, and Joey being like, No, no, I love that record.
2: I saw them at South by Southwest last year, and it was so much fun.
0: Tra- transcendent.
2: <laughs> I, that's a that's a bold word, but it was yeah okay we didn't even talk about state champs <laughs> but uh mooseblood sure cool they're good
0: yeah yeah. middle of the road for you and i i, I get it they're, but
2: i agree with Jeremy yeah. they're like of like the crop of bands like i'm glad that they're the band that seems or one of the bands that seems to be gaining some success because they are better at what they do than a lot of
1: <laughs> that world
0: yeah for sure um, I'll ping pong, and my number five record is also a, or actually not not a UK based band, but a Scotland band, uh, a band called Departures. The record's called "Death Touches Us" from the moment we begin to love, which obviously is a very 2001 from "Autumn to Ashes" um, song <laughs> yeah, title. Wow, I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Departure, basically, I mean, I'm a sucker for <laughs> anything melodic and hardcore. So if it sounds like there's any melody and they're screaming over it like i'm i'm predisposed to like it and this record is the epitome of that um i i just i like no sleep put it out over here digitally uh that record label i think it's holy roar records put it out over in the uk um they i mean they play like 30 shows a year they're just one of those bands that exists and has i mean they would like to be a full-time band but there's no way that they're ever going to be that um
1: uh, they're doing all of our UK dates on this. We we announced it this week. Uh, oh, that's right. Just, we played, we played with them a couple of years ago, and I and I thought they were awesome. Uh, and then they put out that next record with with Chris. Um, but yeah, super super good at what they do. Yeah, cool band. Cool band for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm excited. I thought okay. they just put out that record so i i hit them up um so yeah they're doing those shows so i'm stoked to see them live
0: nice that'll be really cool it's cool too because they're they are they 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 have a single songwriter so it's like the guitarist that writes everything like lyrics you know, it is basically the chad gilbert of departures um but he heart like he's not a hardcore kid he's like a total like placebo like Brit pop dude so like you can see the influences that he has on that but he, like completely unintentionally of just like oh yeah that sounds like a riff from this band he's just like I've literally never heard American Nightmare <laughs> and it's like that's that's I mean that's cool that's cool that you can live in that world yeah. and do that but um but yeah the record's nice. really good I think nice. I think Joe you would like I mean you, you listen to the the other one the Teenage Hayes the one that Chris put out maybe sort of it just, uh, seemed, it just seems you. like a record you'd really like
2: I, I don't remember if I listened to it But I will listen to this one I'm going to add it to my list My ever growing list of is, records I missed this year
0: We all learn from each other here It's a beautiful thing uh,
2: I'm sure my next record will be on both of your list of things to listen to <laughs> and It should come as no surprise to anyone Who knows me at all That this is uh, my number 5
1: record then, uh, Reveal Joey I'm, I'm, I'm waiting uh, I'm, 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 I'm uh, waiting for <laughs> What do we got? panic at the
2: disco there it is for bachelor i didn't even
0: joey this is how far removed i am from them i had no fucking clue they released a record this year
2: damn no idea and it's a fucking smash hit (laughs)
1: really like like legit it's fucking
2: it's fucking massive okay i mean they uh i love this band and they just never i know I'm very unapologetic about how much I love this band. Uh, every record is better and better. I mean, this record just is a straight up pop record at this point. Um,
0: like pop, like pop, as in like like
2: like like Kiss FM. Okay, like Paul Abdul, like Paul Abdul. <laughs> I, that, that, there's I probably some similarities. They
0: could play. They could play in the voice, no problem.
2: Oh yeah, hundred okay. percent. Okay, I mean, and it's just like the fact that they were so big from that first record and then kind of, you know, the second record like dropped down and just the fact that they've been able to grow and grow and grow. I mean, they're this, they just did like amphitheaters with Weezer and this next tour, they're doing like headlining and it's arenas. Like, it's just crazy to me. Um, yeah. And they're very good. And the record. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I, I was looking at my list and I laughed. I was like, I like that I have, Tony Vare and Panic the Disco next to each other. Yep, uh, those two probably don't get a lot of a lot of talk in the same. same <laughs> well,
0: that's why that's why I love our lists because even though we all have a similar disposition for our music tastes, you combine us all together and you get this like basically it is a cross section of every genre of music possible, and that's why yeah. that's why we work so well together, yeah. guys.
2: I I almost put a country record on my my top ten. Georgia Florida line? I know. Uh, Brad. Mar- Margo Price. Brad Paisley? <laughs> no. have, you, have you heard that Margo Price record? Mm-mm. Very good. It's on third man. It's very good. It's kind of like Lucero. Look. Just kidding. <laughs> Probably closer to Lucero than Florida Georgia line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, can, I mean, I've never heard Florida Georgia line, I don't think so. Yo, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I've seen them and it makes me not want to
1: listen to them. You've it. seen them? I've seen pictures of them. Right. Oh dude i don't like them on facebook i had never heard them until like this last tour that is some crazy ass terrible music it's like taylor swift with dudes and like then dubstep and rapping and it's so bad it's It's, but it's i mean you could throw hard quotes around the word Country. And they wear hats. It panders to, it's like the pandering thing where it's all about like my pickup truck and the blah, blah, blah.
0: They're for sure. They're totally, they're, the only reason I know about them is because at the barbershop I go to, they have CMT playing there constantly. And I saw a Florida Georgia Line video and I was just like, holy shit. And then right after it's a Cassidy Pope video and I'm just like, what fucking world am I living in? This is so weird.
1: Yeah, number one, we're in Trump's America, my friends. We're in Trump's America. <laughs> They should.
0: Yeah, they, they should. They should actually play the inauguration. That's a good point. No,
2: probably, only Vince Neal is. Uh, oh to, yeah, he was convicted of murder.
1: Ap- apropos. Apropos. <laughs> <A> conversation <laughs> for another day. Yeah, yeah that was, could be a whole other can of can of can of beans. That, All right, uh, could be a whole
0: other two hour podcast.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, I'm doing my number five, right? Correct. Yeah. Sure. Number five, nothing tired of tomorrow uh sounds like fucking yeah like i'm with i'm with i'm with ray on this like where guilty of everything was really super good and i enjoyed it but it it you know it didn't i don't go back to it a lot but this record to me sounds like they purposely went more accessible and it sounds like fucking the best parts of smashing pumpkins meets like you know whatever shoegaze thing you want to reference but uh I think the more elements of Smashing Pumpkins made it a much more listenable record and, uh, it's got super catchy parts and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's funny that like, yeah, dudes that you would normally look at and be like, those are some sketchy ass dudes, uh, write This really pretty pop shit and blah, blah, blah. So bands awesome. It's cool to see them doing what they're doing. Uh, they're interesting. And, um, yeah, I, lo- I, love I, uh, I
0: love it, too, like, it. the added benefit of them being on relapse records, where it's just, like, you, totally. could, you could not continue to throw more curveballs at it, where it's just, like, here's relapse releasing it. You know, saving the record from obscurity after the whole, you know, collect thing. Or, yeah. Or, not collect. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> after yeah, that, called... was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was called collect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. After that thing all fell apart, it's just, like, it, it's just rad that relapse can obviously they'll put, save the day yeah and be put in a different stature where it's just like oh yeah we can we can really release records that are you know quote-unquote mainstream successful even though you know it's not hitting billboard charts but still
1: well hey we all know what the number one selling metal blade record of all time is right google it all yeah truthfully Truth. so sick
0: yeah, yeah. Buff- buffalo's finest man yeah so them, sick. them and scott vogel hanging around together that's what i love to like they legitimately came up in the same scene and i love it
1: it's insane. That's insane. That's insane. Um, should I do number four? Absolutely. Yeah, Angel Olsen, my woman. Nice. Uh, and, and make anyone else? Li- uh, anyone else? no. Nope. Joey, oh, did you listen to this record? I've listened to it. I really like it.
2: It's really good. Uh, I just haven't listened to it.
1: It's. Uh, I felt like the last one was great because there was like a lot of you know different elements to it, but the last half of the record didn't stand out to me as much. And I kind of just like would always end up turning it off after like side a, but, uh, this record is enjoyable from start to finish. I feel like it, it goes harder at a sound like Roy Orbison and, uh, Fleetwood Mac almost and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, good call. Yeah, I didn't, I, I
0: didn't, I didn't think about it for more from that perspective. That's definitely, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it with, with that in mind too because i thought the record was great but i i I didn't really pick up those influences what you're talking about
1: yeah but like the roy Orbison, like track two sounds like it could be a roy orbison song the record's awesome i loved it uh i i hope i get to see her on this you know on this cycle uh of of shows she's doing with this i saw her in support of the last record and i thought it was pretty good but i i now that this record is out i'm excited to see her i feel like there's a whole new level of of confidence with everything she's doing too. It's awesome. Like I'm watching her on uh, one of the late night TV shows it was like the best performance I've seen her do. So I'm stoked to, to see it go, go further. Um, yeah, there you go. That's
0: rad. Joey, you want your number four?
1: Yes.
2: Um, my number four is pup. The dream is over.
0: Oh, throwing some uh, side, side one love.
2: But, well, and side note real quick, Jeremy, you, you, during talking about angel, Ocean said, a new level of confidence that yeah. a earlier a new level No, that's a new level lo- a oh.
0: new
1: oh a yeah, new level? I, yeah no, a, think... new,
0: a new level of confidence and power yeah yeah
2: yeah oh, nice 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 subtle uh, i don't know if it's on purpose but i, I mean it, it, ba- basically Jer- it, it, jeremy
0: and phil and salmo share a lot of sensibilities uh,
1: i mean <laughs> joke, joke. that sounds like I'm walking into a trap. No.
0: Trap it out. Well, he's uh, he Phil Insommo Phil came out in deci- in the most not the most recent issue of Decibel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you found.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's perfect. Undecibel. Exactly. You can. Could- Jeremy could actually just do. You could sign to his label, like Housecore Records. You can just start a project with him right now because he'll put it out. He puts out everything he ever really ever has thought about releasing. Anyways,
1: that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway. Yo, he's on a Vision of Disorder song and it's sick as fuck. <laughs>
2: uh, um, so, yeah, Puff. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, that's right. We were talking about Puff. Good job.
2: Uh, uh, Puff, the dream is over. I thought the last record was cool. I saw them at. Fest last year and it was like, oh, this band's really good and they played a couple new songs and I was like, I'm going to listen to that record when it comes out and it's just, it is so fun it is an, it's catchy as hell um, yeah, I just, I really enjoy it and I, I listen to it it's probably the lip record I've listened to the second most this year it totally, we'll save it.
0: <laughs> it, totally it reminds me, this could have come out yeah in the late whatever mid to late 90s on fat records and like no one would have batted
2: an eye which if anyone or knows me feel recreation yeah, yes Nin- 90s fat and epitaph is pretty much my wheelhouse so yeah this record speaks to me and i really enjoy it and it's who, so- who the first song is about ever no
1: i i haven't heard but i would like to know god um, i that that's it that's me i was just like man if this is about someone else in the band like how are you guys still a band
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty brutal. And then the the video for "Sleep in the Heat" whew, thing is uh that, that's the one. Yeah, oh yeah that that was a that's a, that a tearjerker. It's, it's, it's a yeah, real tearjerker. Um, have you seen it, Ray?
0: I have not watched it now. But it's got the
2: kid from Stranger Things I was in about it.
0: About say Finn. Finn.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah, it's about like they find this dog, and it's just about the dog. And it's really sad. Hmm. It's. really if for anyone
1: who loves dogs it's gonna hurt you even more mm. yeah it's like old, old yeller style yeah but so, yo to make a music video actually have a uh, an emotional connection with somebody it's like crazy because music videos suck so uh <laughs> i wasn't i was hella impressed by it it's yeah. super good yeah I, I i was not expecting to like this record
2: as much as i did and or do and i yeah i love it um
0: right number four record that i have i'm kind of cheating because i'm putting this together but it's technically the same thing so it's the strangers things soundtrack volumes one and two
2: so it, at least it's a box set so it'll, it's fine
0: yeah i i kind of it's like if i really like put a gun in my head sure like volume one more than volume two but whatever um so yeah stranger things obviously captured the entire internet by storm when it first came out over the summer and then it was one of those things that, you know, everybody was like, oh, the soundtrack's so sick. And then, like, looking further into it, it's just like, oh, yeah, these dudes that signed a relapse from a band called Survive did this soundtrack. And it was just, you know, listening to it, it's like, it's this, obviously, they fully realized the world. They knew exactly what they were doing. It's, you know, total homage to everything that uh, the 80s was about. But then also, um, you know, put their own spin of originality. I saw, I went to see Survive when they were on tour supporting their relapse record that came out. And um, it w- I was like, okay, who's going to come to this show? Is it like going to be people that are like total, you know, Moog electronic nerds, or is it going to be people who are just like play the Stranger Things song? Um, fortunately, it wasn't the play the Stranger Things song, even though they did do that like towards the very end, not the last song, but um, wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, they basically just played you know most of the new songs from their record, which sound exactly like the Stranger Things soundtrack, so no one should right. really just dis- be disappointed. Um, but as far as, like, listenability is concerned, it's just, like, I put the record on, I'm just like, great, I'll listen to it again. Oh, great, I'll listen to it again. And not only does it evoke the feelings of the show that I really, really enjoyed, um, but then it's just a really good piece of music. So, loved both of them.
2: How, how psyched do you think Relapse is? Dude, just, like,
1: it basically... <laughs> Why are we putting on metal
0: anymore? <laughs> 100%. I, I, it's literally the equivalent of them, like, opening a door to a vault of like you know like a, a uncle scrooge style vault of just like money laying on the floor it's just like oh yeah, wow, this is great because like, th- those dudes have been putting out records for years and years and years like toiling in relative obscurity and then they get, they get plucked out of nowhere it's amazing and they uh-huh. don't and they don't look like like uh, looking at the guys like granted this is totally judgmental but like looking at them they don't look like total douchebags you know where it's just like oh you guys are like artists that live in austin like cool they look just like, you know, kind of just like schlubby music dudes, you know, which is like cool. They're not like some, you know, really well thought out, like model-esque guys playing this sort of music, because I think that would be a really like weird juxtaposition. So um, not to say that like, attractive people can't play music, but...
2: Don't look like Disclosure.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Like they're going to get, yeah, they're going to be up on stage at, uh, you know, the next EDM festival or whatever. Um, although Yo. they could, but...
1: Real quick, I mean... You could cut this out of the podcast. This isn't important. Uh, I've never listened to the XX before, and I just watched their SNL performance. People like that. Dude, I fucking love the... I'm I, oh, fully like, on thought, board.
2: I thought the last record, I was like, oh, this is fine. And then I saw they put up the record, and I was like, I guess I'll listen to this new song and immediately order the record. Immediately. Love it. Was it the song they played on SNL? Uh, it was one of them, I think. It's probably, yeah. yeah. But, did you, did you watch that? Yeah. Take my money. Take all of my money. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: i lo- I love the xx too like even well last year you you yes, were not par- you were not a part of this it, year, felt, I mean.
1: like it felt like an snl skit <laughs> <laughs> like those two the two the, the guy and the girl and it felt like they were hired like they were playing a role it was so uncomfortable wow like like i it was one of those things where i was like i am i too i guess i'm not too old because you guys are older than me but <laughs> What the
2: hell? Yeah, I I, I didn't. I wasn't expecting because I thought I think that last record is pretty boring, and I don't remember it being as like electronic. Is that the last one I haven't listened to it in a very long time.
0: There's more. It was more minimal, but there was still a decent amount of electronics. Not like
2: this. Not just like, the production sounds like. And I think it was because of the production on the last one I mean, didn't they record it in like a garage or in a parking garage? The last record. I think that's what I heard. I Something be surprised we surprised
0: of some song, and, but were. this one,
2: like I think, yeah, you know, Jamie xx or whatever his name is, like now has more money than God, and they could probably, you know, were able to record where do whatever they wanted.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, James, yeah, that, I'm so
0: yeah. That Jamie xx, the guy of that duo, put out a record last year that made my top ten, and I saw like. I I, that. What's that? I remember you talking about it. I, I just it was I can't like I still I still reflect on that show to be like. Who the fuck am I that I'm, like, at a show, like, legitimately okay. dancing? It's like, I don't know. But, yeah, so, sorry, Jeremy, we can't.
1: It also says, the fact that the DJ is the, the fucking, the highlight of the band is also, like, I hate, oh, uh. <laughs> Dude, no. Nope. I, I seriously was just, like, this is, it felt, it felt fake to me. Like, it felt like, like, this isn't a real band. Like, it's it felt orchestrated i don't know
0: well they can't, uh, I don't know. To, to be and to be fair too like there's not much that you can do with like two human beings getting up on a stage like they have to make their shit like you know they have to have a, a, a crap load of production when they're going out on tour so like them getting up on a sound stage on saturday night live like is probably going to suck no matter how good the song sure. is you know
1: but they, they like they like choreographed Moves with each other, and then like the the guy kissed the girl after, and she looked like she wasn't that stoked on that.
0: It was really bad. I I don't, I I think I'm going to avoid watching this.
2: The kiss was awkward.
1: What's that? The kiss was awkward. Yeah, dude. All right, Ray, watch it. Get back to me. See if I'm crazy. It felt like a fucking skit.
0: No, I will. I'll, I'll look at it. Okay. Sorry. Uh, uh, I uh, think continue. No. Yeah. We'll put, we'll now I'll, I'll loop around my number three, uh, speaking on the, uh, electronic, uh, music trip that we were just on was, uh, so it's an artist named Tycho, uh, record called epoch. Um, so the dude, from what I understand, this guy like lives in San Francisco is just like a graphic designer. Um, very Allah, <laughs> Allah, uh, Nick from your band, Jeremy. Um, but he just decided to start like making these sort of like erythral ish, like electronic music stuff. uh, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight years ago. And then now he does it from a full-time perspective, has a full-time band and tours. And, but anyways, this, this record, this is like third or fourth full length. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like a perfect driving record. You can put it on late at night, early in the morning, whenever you're driving somewhere that's longer than 40 minutes. Um, and it's just a beautiful record so yeah Tycho is and i saw him live he played i saw him at the observatory i want to say about a year and a half ago and um i was just curious how he's going to pull it off because basically he's the dude that does everything and like you know he like plays drums and like does programming and shit like that um, but he had a full band like bassist guitarist and stuff like that um, but just watching him like play drums and then have to like go do some more stuff and then like come back to it and it's just like again going back to the idea of like this all came from one person's brain I'm like I you know I hats off to you man you put w- so much more work than I ever will on any piece of art and you win you win I don't and I get to listen to your record so that was the uh, number three of the year for me nice. all right yeah and I know that neither of you have listened to it, so. it. Nope. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joey uh, what about your number three
2: uh, my number three is Touche Mori stage four um, yeah yeah!
0: Uh, I know, Jer- I was hoping that Jeremy would put his record one through 10.: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know, it's very good. I've talked to Jeremy about my feelings on this record, um, so I will not share them again. I'll keep them private. but
1: I appreciate uh, that. Thank you.:
2: uh, No, I, I really you know, this record hit me in a way that records don't hit me anymore and made me feel things that records don't make me feel.
1: so yeah very good you know appreciate that thank you thank you
0: i might i might have something to say about it in the future
1: <laughs> oh you guys um it's gonna say it sucked it just yeah
0: yeah actually i'll, I'll say it right now it made me number number 20 on my list
1: <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> oh man um fuck it where are we at number three yes Yeah. uh Connor Oberst Ruminations. Um, I'll just add that, Joey, it was, it was you who, because I was on tour at the time, and you were like, have you listened to the Connor record yet? And I was like, oh shit, I forgot about that. And I had bought it, uh, I think maybe like the day before, uh, or because I bought it in Canada. I remember that, because I saw you a couple days later in Providence. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but like it's in my stack of records that I have. And uh, I think it was that next whatever night drive I had to do I listened to the whole thing and was just like fuck it's everything I want like straightforward easy Uh, songs are you can you know they're storytelling-ish you can follow them and uh, yeah it's it's great
2: I want to know what the names that are uh, jumbled out on I think it's the fourth song where he talks about someone drowned in a pool and someone like walking home from school Okay, about these two kids uh, two people who died but uh-huh. the name, he says the names but they're like censored on the record
0: on the liner notes
2: and the liner notes they're there's uh, there's just like a like underscore where the, those words should be but he's yeah i think it's i think it's the fourth song um yeah
1: uh-huh. i'll have to i'm gonna pay attention to that like that's that's interesting
2: because we're just listening to it you probably wouldn't notice, but I was looking at the liner notes one day and I was like, Oh weird. Like there's, it's like purposely like the words aren't there. Yeah. And so I listen to the song and it, it's like, it's like when someone swears on the radio and they just like put it right. backwards or like
1: jumble. And that's what it sounds like. Huh? Yeah. How? Never, I didn't pick up on that. Uh, my, i what I'm curious on is the, you all loved him once song where I'm wondering if that's like sort of a response to the, you know, climate we're in where people get called out or like whatever all the time. And I think it's like maybe just different people inspiring that song. That's what I kind of get. Like, is he talking about Bill Cosby and elements? Is he talking about, you know, this kind of a thing Uh, and how that gets all reflected, but like, there's no specific line that references like Bill Cosby, but it's just sort of the idea of how people turn on people so quickly. And obviously he went through that with that accusation that ended up being false but yeah it, it's uh that song definitely stood out it's like a holy shit what's this about you know
2: there's a did you know that there was he had like uh fuck. not a brain aneurysm but like fuck there's so, like oh yeah
0: fun. he had some health scare yeah because he spoke about yeah. that when, when he appeared on a uh, mark Merritt's podcast he talked about that
2: yeah th- and there's a lot of a lot of lyrics that make reference to it i think, that, huh,
0: I think it was I think it would it may have been cancer of some, I don't know. I,
2: I think it was a tumor, but it was like a ben- benign, I, uh, Interesting. But yeah, Interesting. like, I think it's like, and the song, uh, where he mentions, uh, Robin Williams and, right. like yeah, two, of them, two of them, uh, were suicide and two of them I think were like heart attacks or, uh, like something like a brain aneurysm or something that like,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Like, yeah. I don't know. There's it's, it's interesting. Like, I think definitely. the lyrics on this, are like I seem, I feel like maybe more personal than, you
1: know, he's definitely always been a personal songwriter, of course. But like, yeah, they're, they're, I think when it comes to age too, uh, cause he's in the three of our age range, I think he's like 36, maybe at this point, 35, 36. So I feel like, you know, there's certain artists that grow up in a weird way along with us to where, you know, certain uh, songs get written that that stick closer to uh, to your lives because, you know, they there's sort of reflections of what all of us are going through. So, yeah, th- I think that's another aspect of this record that I really liked. So
2: it was a cyst. He had a cyst in his brain. Oh, OK, was, um,
1: there you go. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that like there's a lot of references to it throughout the record. Got it. Um, Should I do my number two, right? Yes, sir. Number two, culture abuse. Uh, Peach. (laughs) Peach. It's the moment I heard it, I was like, this is it. This is everything I want. It's so catchy and smart and uh, dark as hell elements to it. Uh, uh, I get excited just... You know, you throw the word cool around, you know, like uh, I mentioned Angel Dust, like just being like a cool band, like Culture Bees is just a fucking cool band Uh, there. Everything about them, like their work ethic, everything about it. It's so it's so fucking cool. Like for those listening, like Touche just took them on tour and uh, like they're almost (laughs) both their guitar players couldn't get into Canada and they still figured out how to play those shows. Like, dudes in, two, like, me, Nick, and Clayton filled in playing guitar. Uh, but then, like, Tiny Moving Parts tour manager filled in. And then, like, in Toronto, like, dudes from the Flatliners and, like, a tattoo artist friend, like, filled in. Like, every day they somehow made it work. And then they got back into the U.S. and, like, one of the dudes had to fly home. So they got another friend to fill in. Like, the fact that they were just able to, to laugh it off smoke weed and be like, we're going to fucking just do it. Like who gives a shit? Like life is fucking fun. Let's just like make shit work it is really inspiring to be around every single day. And that's just their whole aesthetic of like, uh, you know, making art and having fun. And, uh, I think it reflects in the music, but then also there's a lot of dark element. Obviously it talks about like a lot of, uh, uh police drama and things like that. But, um, uh, I don't know. It, it, getting to be around them and just hearing the songs live, blah blah blah. They're the record's fucking great. Uh good job putting that out,
2: Joey. <laughs> um, when talking to Davey and being like these songs we can, can play on the radio, like you want to sound like the Beach Boys and just like saying, you know, things are just like okay, like going <laughs> to sound like. And they're like, you know, they we did we released a 7-inch, we released the demo on 12-inch and then the 7-inch. And like, you hear that 7-inch and those two songs you're like there's, like, elements of, like, catchiness and, like, like hooks. And you're, like... Yeah. And then this LP comes out, and it's just, like, hook after a hook. And, like... Oh. Yo, David... Like, he
1: was right. Like, this shit is... It's undeniably catchy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's got... it's Yeah, it sounds like... There's elements that sound, like, rancid. There's elements that sound, like, jawbreaker. But then it's the thing where you mentioned with nothing, like, hardcore kids playing it. Like, which whenever I feel like you got people who come from punk and hardcore playing a different style of music in a way like you being someone who's like on the inside with that, you hear that aspect like, Oh, I get why you wrote that part that way. You wouldn't have written that part that way unless you came from punk and hardcore.
0: Yeah. You weren't weren't informed. Yeah. You weren't (laughs) informed by any other scene. It's like no matter what you create after you're, you've been, profoundly influenced by as a younger person it's always going to be through that lens and yeah, it just makes it, it, honestly it's like i think that's why all of us are still so passionate about you know i mean we're always going to refer to ourselves as hardcore and punk kids because people that have come from the scene that we've come from no matter what it is that they're creating is going to have that sort of visceral bite to it you know it's going to have that little edge that just like you fucking know what you're doing and i can smell it and i can hear it and i can taste it and just to your point jeremy it's like that's what makes it like sort of undeniably cool where you're just like Yo, you know yeah. what's up.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also what it makes it always cool is the fact that like, if you come from punk and hardcore, if you're not a psychopath, you you have a very low bar set already because you know that there's a low ceiling for what we're trying to accomplish. Because all we all most punk and hardcore kids want to do is get in a van with their friends and tour and hopefully you know make it back with more money than you left with that's the hope for everybody and they uh so the fact that they do things their own way and do things with such level of positivity and everything like that like and see things see like a potential for greater things than the than the bar that's so low it's just it's exciting to see always so that's right shout out culture abuse fucking so good i agree
0: I uh, I, th- I third that motion.
2: Yeah. Uh, my number two, yes. Please. Uh, my number two is Lapsley, Long Away Home. No idea what that is. No idea. Uh, she, it's on XL. She's from the UK.
0: Wait, wait. Female vocalist. Of yes. course. Of course. Uh, uh.
2: It's like, it's almost, I mean, it's like electropop, like, R&B influence. There's a song that's just straight up sound like a disco song. And it, this is the record I was talking about earlier where like I just had it in that playlist and because it came out like early in the year and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I just put it in and it kept like coming up on shuffle and being like, this is incredible. And like every time a different song would come up, it'd be like, this is like, so then I would go back and listen to the whole record and it just, it yeah, it's so good. Like her voice, this is an incredibly unfair comparison. Um, it's like comparing a band to saying they sound like Nirvana, but <laughs> at, at times her voice is like similar to like Adele in a way, but I haven't, I mean, heard, she, I haven't heard of her. Who is she? Uh, you should check her out. She's kind of popular. They get with the time, but but she, I don't know. There's just something about this record that makes me keep coming back and it's it's catchy. It's like dark and moody kind of, but with just like these beats over, I don't know. It's something I feel like Jeremy won't like, okay, and Ray Thanks. might like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you, you're you're describing things that sound interesting to me. So yeah, you said laps lapsley,
2: lapsley, okay. L A, how
0: L A P S L E Y, okay, yeah, check it out.
2: Um, yeah, that is my number two record. I really enjoy it big
0: my number 2 record is a uh, a little record from a band that we spoke of previously called Touche Amore. Oh, yeah. Guys. this is what well, you you knew this was an inevitability. Not just because you put out a record this year cuz yeah. even though Joey and I are obviously fully in your court and you have us in your pocket. You know, we'll like if your record sucks, we're not going to put it in our list, which is going to make a huge difference in your life.
1: <laughs> huge difference. I mean <laughs> we would I mean at this point we wouldn't we even be friends. Listen. Listen, we're on Epitaph now so we didn't make the Rolling Stone top 20 or we didn't make the you know like we're we're out we're no longer cool there but as long as I'm on the uh, the podcast that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's a marker of true success. You see I, yeah yeah Pitchfork hasn't published their list yet so you, you there's still hope Jeremy. You could still hold your breath.
1: I actually just uh I don't know if they're doing one the same cuz I I searched like who's put up you know yeah. whatever their lists and there's like a pitchfork year end thing where I think it's just in order of the, of the, uh, Review. of like the ratings. Uh. and they, so in that case, we were number 89. Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but take was, it. What's what number else? one? What's that? What was number the rapper? Four? I think chance the rapper,
0: mm. uh,
1: but I don't know if they're going to put up a different one, but, um, we, we laughed though, because it survived by got an 8.0 and pitchfork uh from pitchfork and stage four has an 8.1 we've improved <laughs> like one
0: tenth of a percent that's a huge leap dude.
1: Exactly. exactly i mean no, I, I appreciate you guys saying that that's really nice I obviously like the record uh took a long time to write and uh it you know both of you uh have have things you've dealt with or are currently dealing with that you can, you know, relate to in, in your own ways. And, uh, shit. Yeah. I'm hella proud of it. And, uh, if it's the last record we do, that's fine by me. Cause I don't know what else I could ever write about, uh, that will be as close or impactful. I don't want to also jinx myself and ask for any more.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is, Hey, this could I
0: mean, be, this could be your slaughter of the soul at the gates. You know, you're just like, all right, well we did it. We are on we're on top, man.
2: And then you yeah, come back. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it's just it, it's it's really impressive to me that I mean, I'll obviously have followed your band from the beginning and just for each record, I feel has gotten better and better and better. That I think that is is says something about your band.
0: And still, uh, and I think still the important part of I mean, basically any band's trajectory is where you obviously, especially ones that you've traced and you felt like you've grown up with is the fact that there's still elements and threads that make them who they are, you know? It's like, because that, that's ultimately what keeps you engaged in a band. Like, if, you know, I mean, obviously we all like reinventions and we like, you know, shedding of skin, where it's like, okay, this band doesn't sound anything like what they used to sound like, and that's cool in certain elements, but then, especially when you're talking about aggressive music, you still wanted to have that thread of you know you want to have that bite and that bark that you liked you know from their demo or original seven inch and that's why it's like you still have that element in this in stage four but there's you know there's there's life there is character there's all these things that you develop just because you're getting older as a human being and that shit uh is important you know and that's why it's like you that's why you're you're able to step so confidently into the record that you you did so uh, yeah good good job good record I didn't need to say all this and Joey didn't need to say all this, but there you go.
1: (laughs) It it means a lot. Like the, the amount of, it's funny. So like, obviously Joey specifically knows about Hesitation wounds put out a record this year too. And it's funny that like Hesitation wounds, we wrote that, we wrote the music to that. We wrote that record in three days and we recorded it that same week, basically like on and off or whatever. But like, to have to put out a record that we recorded and wrote wrote in three days recorded, you know, very quickly. And then also write a record that took eight months to write. And then, you know, a month in the studio on and off or whatever. It's just to you, to use the raised word juxtaposition. It's like, it's, it's just, it, it was, a, it, doing all that in one year was like a really wild experience to, to see the night and day of like both sides of that and uh, I'll say that uh, I'm very proud of both records but but yeah that the, the Touche record uh, fucking that, that that was the hardest thing I've ever done and probably will ever do uh, so the fact that anyone could appreciate it means the world especially to my best friends so thanks guys
0: thanks Jeremy <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so now uh, we're down to our number one records, and um, I think this is the first time where I really don't have any indication of what you guys have on your number one. So
2: I, I think I know Jeremy's.
1: <laughs> you I definitely, a, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I have a guess of Ray's, but I don't. I don't know. Okay. You guys
1: have no clue what my record is. I can't wait. Well, you probably sent Panic at the Disco, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: this is this, this is going to e- even further throw us but uh so my number one record is daughter not to disappear
1: oh yeah i was just thinking about that as you were talking about lapsy i was like oh fuck yeah you're making me think of like female vocal stuff like fuck there's a daughter record this year
0: yeah and the reason that that i mean that came out in january and it's like yeah that's like
1: dude forgot about
0: it's you know that's a that's a almost a year ago but uh yeah this record i mean obviously all of us loved the uh previous daughter stuff and you know saw them open for the national at the cemetery here in la and like you know watched them evolve over time but like this record was just um even more confident more fully realized um even though like you know she as a vocalist like live is still like the most just like i uh, hi i don't even know why i'm up here thanks for coming like just like just doesn't even expect anybody to care about what they're doing um because i i think i saw them perform like maybe about three or so months after the record came out and the songs were just like just haunting beautiful everything that the record is so and th- this the reason I put this at number one was just based off how many times I listened to the record and it was uh it just undeniable as far as like yeah like you know yeah I could have interchanged my top four pretty easily but I just listen to this one the most. So, yeah, this Daughter record is just everything that, um, you know, kind of an emotional rock band should be.
1: <laughs> Did, uh, they're playing at the Wiltern. Did they already play the Wiltern show? Was that? I don't, I don't know.
0: It's pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: It's, I, I, I opened that Bands in Town app and I was like, oh, Daughter's playing. And I think it, it could have been last night. I don't know. It's one of these days. But I was like, that's crazy. They're playing the Wiltern. It's huge.
2: It's wild. Yeah i I've had a really hard time getting into this record like I, and I've kind of forgot that it existed
0: hmm, okay yeah there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since then
2: yeah. yeah yeah i need i I need to spend more time with it because I loved the last one um,
0: yeah to me I'm, to me to me it's like they've just added more elements of like they know how to craft songs, you know, as opposed to just like moods. Cause I think that's what they really did that captured the first record. This one is just like, it still captures those moods, but they're able to do it in a song like fashion that they just weren't able to do, you know, consistently on their first
2: record. So, yeah, it's great. I yeah, will so spend more time with it.
0: Sounds good. What's your number one, Joey?
2: My number one record is DMA's
1: Hill's End. Um, they are No idea. A, you, t- you told me about this band on our drive across the country I remember, yes. I think you maybe played it even I'm sure I don't I, remember this,
2: Like Ray, this is the record to I've listened to the most this year uh, they're, they're from Australia They sound like Oasis um, I mean to the point where There's an interview where One of the Gallaghers I think they were playing like DMAs was playing some UK thing And he was like, I'm not going to fucking cheer for them Something like <laughs> Something like something very. So, I think it was so, Noel like that. Yeah, but it's just it's so fucking good. I mean, it's. I Who saw it them. Out? Who put it out? Uh, put it- Mom and Pop put it out in the states. Okay. Um, I saw them at South by Southwest. They look like soccer hooligans. They just look drunk, and like they walked on stage, and the second they started, it was just like. I wanted to just throw money at them. Like it was one, like it was, they played some showcase. They played one in the morning. There was maybe at that point 50 to a hundred people still there. And it was the best, maybe one of the best live performances I've seen all year. Like it was unbelievable. Um, yeah. So there was from, I pretty much knew for a long time that this was my number one record. Like it was tough to be tough to beat. And I hope they get more traction in the States. I hope they come back because they're very good, and everyone should listen to this band.
0: Nice,
1: Dick. Yeah. Do I sound my? It sounded like my audio was fucking up. Am I okay? Yeah, okay, I'm okay. You're perfect. I'm good. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give that record another another spin. I think you played it on that drive, but I, I I don't remember an Oasis sounding thing. Maybe you didn't.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure I did, but we were also in the car a lot and listened to a lot of things. <laughs>
1: this is true this is true um all right my number one uh as my dog gets up uh Leonard Cohen you want it darker uh it's so fucking good um it's so it's so fucking good uh did you guys read that New York that New Yorker article
0: Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) Or they now put up, uh, right after he passed away, they put up the audio from a lot of it. It's like a, it's like a short podcast. Uh, it's probably like 30 minutes long, but, uh, I mean, obviously the fucking election happened and then a day later Leonard Cohen dies. Like that was probably one of the worst fucking weeks, uh, ever, uh, ever. You know I I don't know what I'm more upset about Still Um Obviously Leonard Cohen Dying is is, is Super fucking It's Yeah it's hard But like
2: I mean That that whole uh, Sorry I I think we talked about That whole New Yorker article Isn't a lot about him Just being like I'm ready to die Yep.
1: Yep It's And that's what the entire record is Like for the most part It's him sort of like In a In his own way Tying up a lot of loose ends Of like Singing about certain Specific things And Uh But yeah, I mean the first song, which was like the which is called "You Want a Darker," uh, which was like the song that got debuted. Um, Like the end of the chorus, he says, "I'm ready, my Lord," and it's like hearing him say that with his voice. It's like, and you know he means it, and he's so content with death. It's crazy, but like the article came out and it's super long. Like if it was in a book, it'd probably be like a forty page book. It's a long fucking article. Um, But uh, they reveal when they put up the podcast that. Um, he did the article, He did the interview in a hospital bed, um, like he had like a medical bed, uh, and he was living. Merrick and I are creeps, and we figured out where he where he lived in Los Angeles. Uh, he lives, uh, or he he was living above his daughter in an apartment, uh, basically by the El Rey. Um, and when we saw on Google Maps, the the apartment, and it's the front lawn from uh, two records ago so it's like holy shit that's totally where he's been um but so he di- he recorded all the vocals for this record in a hospital bed um uh, when they did the interview he, they said he was about 105 pounds uh he was he had cancer but he kept it private just all this crazy stuff like so all those elements obviously you know hit home uh and then hearing obviously it's a leonard cohen record so i'm in but uh it's it's heavy. It's beautiful. Um, the fact that his son produced it is also really nice and sweet. Uh, there's just I don't know if and I don't know how much you guys ever really gave any of his material ever uh, a listen. I always point people to his first four records as like any and you can you can put them all in a, in a playlist and they all sound interchangeable. Like it, it's all just perfect, sad, fucked up, sad, dark music, but. Uh, yeah this new record is a, it's you know it's like the david bowie record with a lot of people where it's 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 them sort of admitting that they're ready to step out and leaving a beautiful legacy behind it's so, just yeah. it's
2: crazy that the year started with yeah a new a new david bowie record and then yeah. he died and ends with a new leonard cohen record and he Like so, yeah.
1: yeah and and i know the david bowie record uh dealt with his you know mortality as well so it's just it's 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 wild hearing that from, from people, you know, like, not to bring this around to me, like, I have any fucking connection to any of it, but, like, I wrote the lyrics to fucking Is Survived By as, like, a, you know, person who just hit 30, like, thinking about my legacy, and I can't even imagine, like, being at the age where you know you're on your way out and then writing about it so candidly. I don't know. It's it, it's very moving, and uh, if if you haven't listened to the last couple of his records, like, I think the two of you would absolutely love the first song on the record for sure. It's, it sounds different than the rest of the record, but that first song, um, I was, uh, I saw that,
2: uh, Barnes and Noble had an, has an exclusive, uh, book of Mormon LP. And I was like, Oh fuck, I need that. Like I went and saw it and it was great. And I was like, well, I was just, they're having a sale, like a cyber Monday sale or whatever. Yeah. I saw that they have like, like oh, exclusive, like, version of the leonard cohen record i was like oh fuck it i'll pick it up so i've ordered
1: it but i, I haven't received it yet cool yeah i think it, i think it ships like december 9th or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. but yeah Wait, hold on back though barnes and Noble, if they had an exclusive what like a color
0: yeah every every retailer that's like huge has their own their own colorways now it's crazy yeah. it's,
1: funny, it's funny that there's a leonard cohen colored vinyl that's Really weird, but uh, but I guess you know what him being the author, I guess I'll, I'll give Barnes and Noble a pass on this one because he was an actual <laughs> author. But you know, as soon as this ends, I'm going to BarnesandNoble.com and ordering that. <laughs> <Yeah, that's> Damn. <handle. laughs> yeah. so there you go.
0: That's a, that. That's a that's a good list, guys. I think we basically basically uh, no one else really needs to publish the list anymore. List anymore because no, we, I, we've kind of covered it. So
2: I, I, I feel like what's, what's interesting about this year is I feel like every year I feel like there's records where I think we know what are going to be on each other's list, but I feel like this year was the biggest and there's always records that are the same but I don't know if there were a there were few records that crossed over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is the smallest one that crossed over. I, like yeah. Three.
0: Yeah, because usually it's like you know maybe one or two of us having similar records, um, but yeah, this one is definitely very divergent, which is, which is cool because...
1: <laughs> this yeah. might be the first year where there's a record that all three of us didn't have on our list.
0: Yeah, multiple. That's, that's the first time I think that's happened. I know. That's that. Wow, we're we're just making history left and right. I know. Uh, be- before we depart, we should talk about movies. That, you
1: guys are getting into way worse music. I don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not you. It's us. My taste, is perfect. <laughs> I love it. Uh, do, you, do you quickly talk about movies and television and anything else that uh, you've liked this year?
1: Sure. Want to do movies first? Yeah, let's do movies. I'll just. I'll. You you like? favorite movie of the year
0: yeah well I I, I I just named two uh partially just because there are movies that i haven't seen that i know i probably like that are coming out like we always kind of run into at this point of the yeah. year. but uh green room and neon demon i loved both of those movies uh, uh, so much and they were so much fun yeah. especially green room just because it's obviously since all of us are punk kids that we identified with that movie um neon Demon.
1: It's, it's the first movie where they refer, where it's like a punk and hardcore thing and it doesn't give you idiot shivers yeah, the entire time totally it's like that came to like not embarrassment
2: yep it's like it wasn't like oh you like the sex pistols and the ramones it's like they mentioned the chromags and i was like oh okay they're on our team like i know yeah i tried
0: i tried to get the director on the uh podcast and i was so close but then whatever scheduling and whatever but uh yeah because i know that that dude that dude's basically just like a dc hardcore kid and it's like that's perfect and of course the lens that he views the movie through is going to be much more authentic and credible than anybody that's, like you said, just trying to sprinkle in these other references because they've heard of it at some point.
2: Ray, I'm gonna throw in a tangent super quick your way. Please. You listen to that the uh ringer uh podcast with House about being a like Unbelievable. Who fuck Unbelievable. I have no idea. This dude who's like friends with like Bill Simmons and stuff, Jeremy Ford, so you know, uh it's just like this old DC dude. He was like, Oh yeah, I went to like one of Fugazi's first shows. Like, but he's just <laughs> this, like he, he does a golf podcast.
0: And he cannot, like, he cannot be more like middle of the road, sort of average white dude that you would see. And that's like, he's all of a sudden he's like, Oh yeah, I got a huge history within punk and hardcore. And I was just like, what the fuck I'm like, come on, he dude, said, you rule.
2: He said the, the, the best or the, the crazy show he saw was Fugazi and operation Ivy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was yeah.
0: such a good podcast. That's sorry. It's okay. Joey, what, what movies you got?
2: Uh, Um, there weren't a lot of movies that really I loved. So I'm just going to shout out pop stop, pop star, never stop, never stopping.
0: (laughs) I haven't watched that yet. Okay. I haven't watched it.
2: If you like hot rod and just lonely Island, like this movie's for you. Like it's going to be a cult hit. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sweet. Then there's there's a lot of other movies that were just cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: What about you? you? Not surprising. Hail Caesar! I loved it. Hail it was, it was so 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 funny. It's a movie like The Big Lebowski where you watch it a second time and you pick up on so many jokes that you didn't catch the first time, and then that just continues to go. I've probably watched it around ten times now. Wow. Uh, Just between, like, tour, like, or, like, on a flight tour, whatever. It's just, like, always, like, the, oh, here's the movie that's an hour and a half that just makes me laugh the entire time. Um, I picked up, uh, we watched it two nights ago, and uh, there was another joke that, that, uh, did you guys both see it? Yeah. I saw it. Uh, Remember they talk about the the Hobie Doyle, which is the fucking cowboy character, which is the funniest character in the movie, Uh, how they're changing his image. And they, like, send him on a date, make him be in the movie where he can't act, obviously. And then they send him on a date with the, with the girl that he doesn't even know just because they're changing his image. When uh, when Ralph Finney or whatever comes in and he's, like, upset about having this guy in the movie, uh, he's, he's like, Hobie Doyle can't act. And then he calls him, he's like, no, Hobart Doyle. He reference. He calls him Hobart Doyle just because the whole changing his image thing. It's, like, perfect Coen brother humor. I don't know it's it's great but that movie and uh fuck what was your uh what's the uh the sci-fi movie that came out fucking uh uh arrival arrival yeah oh, arrival was good i enjoyed that but no uh the, the fucking dude from lucero's brother uh, director oh midnight express Five. midnight express that was
2: great that was i cool. enjoyed that a lot What's midnight? Midnight special. There you go. Midnight special. There you go. Midnight that is yeah, cool. Saro's brother? Dude, you didn't know that? That's oh, yeah. And soundtrack and Mike Nichols. Holy shit. Yeah. Take shelter. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that dude's movie is amazing. I didn't know it was it was his
1: brother. that's his brother. That's why all those movies, like Home Dude, Home Dude, does a soundtrack. Like his like Lucero's songs are or his they're always in there.
2: Yeah. Did he? Have you seen that movie Loving yet? His new movie as in like new past midnight express yeah, it's, out, it's, it's, it's like oscar bait like it's out right now like people are losing their shit over it no
1: I holy shit I have no idea. yeah wow two movies in the same year go him jesus christ
0: yeah, yeah. that is a worker for sure um, um what about what about television quick shout outs for anything on t- tv that you like
1: the only thing new that I... The only, like, new show... You guys are better at TV than I am. Um, the only new show that I enjoyed this year that, like, didn't... Wasn't just a new season was uh, Stranger Things. Really good? Yeah. 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 Joey? You guys probably have, like, 300 shows that started that you guys all like and watch.
2: No, there, I don't... I can't think of, like, anything that really jumped out except for Atlanta. Um, that was good. I loved it. I loved it. It was so weird. It was so weird. Like, they would just do episodes that had not like would just be like, the, like a side character was, and they'd be the only person in it, and it was. I loved it. It was and great. And, and to do awesome.
0: it, and to do it in the first season of a show where you're just like you're still trying to get people to watch your stuff, and you're being like, yeah. hey, so we're going to focus on this character that's probably inconsequential moving forward. Yeah. Uh, weird. The two things I want to give shout outs to would be uh, Black Mirror, the third season that came out on Netflix. Jesus Christ! Like, if you haven't watched any Black Mirror, like, do it immediately. I
1: watched the, I watched the first two episodes and. First
2: one was so fucking rough. Oh, God. I was like, oh. yeah, it's not uh, season, the first one of season one, Jeremy.
1: Yeah,
2: we. I watched it with Nicole, and she was like, "Nope, no more." Nope. She hasn't. I've watched the rest of them. I haven't watched season three yet, and I've watched. I think one. Oh no, I have the Christmas special and then season three, but I, she won't watch them anymore because of that you, first.
0: Uh, you do not binge them. You literally watch one, maybe wait yeah. a day or two, then watch another. Um, yeah, there's nothing. You don't walk away from any episode being like, you know what, like we're on the right track. I feel
1: good. Yeah, I feel good. I want to watch another one. Yeah. But yeah, but the,
0: this this third season is just unbelievable. There's two episodes in particular. There's the first episode of the third season, and then there's this uh, this episode called uh, San Jacinto. Um, that's actually the most positive and like hopeful one. It's still pretty okay. dark, but oh man, that's unbelievable. And then you, uh, the if there's only one source of news that you consume, Vice News tonight. It's on HBO. It's a half an hour Monday through Friday. It is unbelievable the fact that they have so many resources at their hands. Like they, basically, it's just like any other sort of like news program, except um, you know it's anchorless, so it's like they don't have a person sitting at a desk being like, "This is what happened in the news today." Um, they do it in a way that obviously is very <coughs> vice esque, but they can add so much information, present it in a cohesive manner don't really kind of give their opinions. They're just like, here, this is what it is. I mean, granted anybody that's like right wing and Republican would watch this and be like, Oh, it's it, the liberal media advice vice news. Take them down. But, um, the show is indispensable. It is like easily the best thing I've seen from a news presentation standpoint. So that has to be uh, part of your daily ritual. Cause I've made it part of mine.
2: Do you watch it? Joey? Uh, no. Get in. Cause I forget about it. But yeah. I,
0: I just you make know. it. I, I seriously, it's like after I put my kid to bed, kate and i sit in the couch we're just like this is the first thing we're watching above anybody else or above anything else it's really cool
2: oh I on that note uh I have hbo so full, full frontal with samantha b
1: that cool. is yeah She's appointment great. i don't uh, ever see like the, the viral things that go with her but she kills it yes yeah.
0: that and honestly that's some of the best parts of the show that's why they go viral
1: <laughs> have you uh did you guys see the i just posted it on fucking facebook today but uh uh, Trevor Noah interviewed that Tommy Lauren Laren girl who does like the blaze that Republican fucking she she always she'll, she'll probably do you know what dude, like Yeah,
2: I I've I have to go saved, like I saved it on Facebook to yeah. watch. I just haven't watched it yet.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched it. Damn. But you guys know who that Tommy Lahren yeah. girl is. She's like the worst fucking human being on earth. So like seeing them go toe-to-toe for it's like a 26-minute interview, it's it's great. Oh, it's so he says so many things that you're like, thank you. Thank you for saying that to her. Thank you for saying that to her. Fuck. And she just can't answer questions. It's so – it's great. It's just the liberal media bias, Jeremy. Yeah.
0: That's all. That's all
1: that it is. Yeah, There's such a great – but she's like he, – he asked her if she's conservative. She's like – She's like, I'm a millennial. I don't like labels, and he just goes. <laughs> you just, is you that just, a label? You just
0: <laughs> that's it's a, great. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I have to give shout outs to podcasts too. Two new podcasts that came out this year. Joey will immediately be on this. Keeping it sixteen hundred is one of the best new podcasts out there. Um, and then, beautiful stories from anonymous people is also an amazing podcast that most people should listen to. Done again by a punk guy, Chris Gethard, who's a stand up comedian. Um, Joey, do you want to give any shout outs to podcasts?
2: Um. I really only listen to uh, Bill Simmons now. That's fine. Keeping it, keep it at 1600, uh, I love it. But it's just its too doom and gloom for me right now. It's ah, just too depressing. Nice. I need, yeah. <laughs>
1: do you um,
0: hear the I do hear the growling. I love it. That's perfect. Well, guys, I love both of you. Thank you very much for making this a part of our yearly ritual. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.